Good evening, everybody. Emanating live from Balaban Stadium at St. Xavier High School in Cincinnati, it's Molar Crusader football. Barrett Cohen along with our color analyst tonight, Derek. Derek, introduce yourself because I think everybody knows you out there, but I think it, it would behoove you for those maybe freshman parents. That are, I've talked to a bunch of freshman parents tonight that could not go to the game via Facebook and that, and they said, we're going to listen to you guys on the radio. We couldn't make a trip. Introduce yourself. Sure thing. Uh, Derek Williams, 91 grad, um, played here. Uh, my brother played here. I uh, have been uh, at Moeller as a teacher since 2003 and uh, coached for about 15 years here. Um, so uh, this is my second year. You are a legend, Derek Williams. You are a legend. I, I don't know about that. I it's don't a, know about it's that. It's today is? <laughs> it's his birthday today. Now, Rob, can they hear you talking on the air? They cannot. So people think I'm talking to myself. So I can't. It's going to take me a while here. It's been a while since I've been in the booth. Derek Williams, it's your birthday today. But now it's my birthday. I I was just going to say every day. Is that the running joke? Because this is your fourth birthday in about a month. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is unbelievable. I'm I'm telling you, every time it it started a couple years ago. Actually, it started several years ago with uh, Doug Rossfeld. He would send emails out to. The teachers saying that, you know, it was my 50th birthday, whatever. And that was back when I was like 38. And uh, somehow it stuck and it, it passed on to the students. And, and so every day is my birthday. You know, I always tweeted that. I'll have to tell that story later the first time I heard that. But Justin Barton is escorting the Molar Crusaders onto the field. Justin Barton, a special forces operations in the uh, in the military we're doing something pretty special this year every football game on the air will be escorted by a military veteran a molar crusader most likely an alma mater an, an alumnus but justin barton is our military veteran of the night escorting the molar crusaders on the field we are getting ready to go the irish the indianapolis cathedral come into this game want to know with what they call week zero and uh, certainly the crusaders probably little anxiety into that first game, Derek, but the Irish have won under their belt a, a decisive win in week one, putting up 509 yards, but they're going to see a different Molar Crusader uh, football team tonight, I think. Yeah, there's um, it's always kind of a weird thing when you play teams from Kentucky and play teams from Indiana because they do start, you know, they're on a different schedule. They're a week ahead of us, um, and, and that, is a, that is a pretty big advantage in, in order to you know, see some some live uh, football before you go out there. Um, but, I mean, it's not really not that big of a deal. It comes down to who's, who's a better team and who executes the most. So um, I don't think it should be that, that big of an issue. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. You're listening to Molar Football on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Barrett Cohen with Derek Williams and our executive producer tonight, Rob Ebel from Balaban Stadium here in Cincinnati. Crusaders will be kicking it off wearing their navy blue tops, their yellow bottoms with their M-shield helmets against the Irish wearing their white tops, their gold pants and gold helmets. And this game is underway. Kevin Thibodeau getting a lot of interest from Navy as probably the number one school after him will kick it well into the end zone and the Irish will start first and 10 at the 20-yard line. Great kick. I, you know, I know that I always kind of harp on this, but having a kicker that can do that for you is such a weapon. Uh, when you when you take that kickoff return off the off the uh, table and don't really have to worry about you know defending that because the guy uh, consistently puts it in the end zone, it's it's a it's a huge thing. 
Cathedral will have the ball first down and 10 at the 20-yard line. A beautiful night for football here in Cincinnati. Cathedral will have it with their dual threat quarterback, Jackson, in the backfield. One offset to his left, two near side, one on the far side. A great crowd for this Molar Crusader fan base. And a quick hit down to the right side and quickly tackled by number three, Carrington Valentine. An incredible tackle there coming up and making the hit and a big things expected out of Carrington Valentine this year, Derek. Yeah, uh, Carrie's been you know up on varsity since his sophomore year. He's got incredible athletic ability. Uh, he made some unbelievable plays last year. I remember that uh, elder playoff game last year. There was an interception that, that they called back that was one of the best plays I've seen uh, by a defender all year. So um, expecting big things from him this year. Orton Edwards, a quarterback, the six foot one, 185-pound senior for Cathedral in shotgun, man in motion. The Irish moving right to left across your radio dial. A little play action fake. Quick hitter to the right side, incomplete intended for Jordan Thompson, the 5'10", 160-pound senior out of Indianapolis. It'll be third down and seven upcoming for the Irish. This is kind of their game plan. Uh, just looking at their film last week when they played Noblesville, they were, uh, you know, their their strengths are their quarterback and their running back, and, and they do a lot of quick game, a lot of RPOs, things like that. Um, and, and depend on the, the athleticism of the quarterback and, and uh, the running back, Dalen Hall. Now in shotguns, Oren Edwards, again, the six-foot-one senior out of Indianapolis. He's going to drop back, look to his left, find uh, number three with a completed pass across the 31, hit out of bounds. It's David Perry, Jr. He was, uh, I think he was their leading receiver last week as well. Um, you know, he's kind of a little scat back type uh, receiver out there. First and 10 for the Irish from Indianapolis. A very, a smaller school, Derek, but a team that really has uh, done some incredible things, albeit what, what I guess I think you would consider a Division II school here in Ohio. There's a handoff, little read option play to the right side, taking it around the right side. No room to runs. Dale and Hall, the five foot seven, 170 pound, pound back. He's going to lose five of the play. It'll be second down and 15 for the Irish. If we can do that defensively all night and get that kind of penetration, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to bode well for us. And last week, Cathedral was pretty much able to do what they wanted it to against Noblesville. I think Hall probably averaged about 20 yards a carry. Um, so it, it's good to see that, that penetration early. Talking to the Bowler coaching staff, this is, I mean, what you would call, Derek, off schedule, what the Crusaders would like to do all night long. Second and 15 for the Irish. Shotgun is the quarterback, Oren Edwards. He's going to pitch it out to the right side. Nothing doing right there for Dalen Hall, the five foot seven junior out of Indianapolis. It'll now be... Unless they made a mistake. There you go. Third down and we'll get maybe a yard on that play. We'll call it 14. Third and 14 for the Irish. Yeah, so far what I'm seeing, uh, last week uh, I, I said, you know, the Hall kid had a uh, 20, 20 yard average, but their offensive line was not was not very impressive. And, and you know, they're, they're kind of keeping that up today. They're, they're pretty big, but they're just not moving anybody off the ball. Third and 14, Edwards in shotgun trips on the near side and a timeout, Moeller. Moeller will take a timeout and got a chance to reset the uh, 
the scene here at Balaban Stadium. Derek, look at that sideline. you got to be pretty stoked. You know, listen, being the outsider coming in, this is my first year at Moeller. Um, the one thing, and I've challenged Moeller people. I've challenged them online, on social media. There is no better tradition in, Moeller, in, in football, high school football. You can make an argument in the country than right here at Archbishop Moeller High School. I've really challenged the fans to show up. Show up not just at home, which will be Princeton this year. Show up on the road. Show up to the soccer games. Show up to the basketball games. Pound your chest and be proud of where you are and where you're from here at Bowler High School. And tonight, not a bad crowd. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it's the first game of the season. People were excited about it. We love to see more people come out and, and, and have a bigger presence. It means so much. You know, we have those games every year, like, you know, the, the St. X, the Elder game, where there's huge crowds. And it it, it, it really – it, it really gives you something extra every time you take the field and you got you got all that energy coming from the stands. All right, here we go. Edwards and the Irish in a big third down situation. Can the Crusaders respond? They're going to have trips on the near side. One lone setback, play action fake, throws it near side, complete. Complete to number three, David Perry, the five foot ten junior, across the 50 into Crusader territory where he's wrapped up by number 44, Joe Tepper. The six foot one, two hundred and twenty pound senior. That's a first pound, first down for the Irish, and quickly back to the line of scrimmage. A big play for Cathedral. Now you're a young team like uh, like we are this year. You know you you have to you have to start tallying up those victories. And one of the things that you have to do on third and fourteen, you cannot let them uh, stay on the field. So um, they're, they're going to have to. Uh, buck up here. That was a that was a heck of a throw by the quarterback there. Edwards again in shotgun. First and ten ball at the 43-yard line. Play action fake. Looking downfield for the home run ball. He's going deep. Deep downfield to number four, Camden Jordan. And the pass is incomplete. Coverage provided by number two, Michael Leonard, the six-foot, 175-pound D-back out of Cincinnati. It'll be second and ten for the Irish. Got a little bit lucky there. That ball kind of sailed a little bit, so... Um, but, but he was open there for a few seconds. Very nice crowd. This is the Indiana-Ohio battle. St. Xavier winning last night over Brownsburg, a game that they struggled early on. They were trailing, I believe, it was 10-0 early on, but St. X put a good old butt whooping on them in the second half and closed that one early in the third quarter to Round out of victory. In fact, all three GCL South teams won last night. Play action, fake now to Cathedral. Pass dumped down to Jake Langdon. He'll get across the 40 down to the 37-yard line. And that'll be a much more manageable third down and five upcoming for the Irish with 8.43 on the clock here in the opening quarter from Balaban Stadium. That was a screen pass there, and, and actually it looked like the, the defensive line didn't, didn't bite on it. They were right there, um, but somehow that, that running back slipped through and was able to put them in a, a good position on here on the third and short. Third and a long four. Another third down play. Derek, you talked about it. you got to stop them in these situations. Twins on the far side, single set near side. And a lone setback off to the right of Edwards. Calling the play, taking his time, perhaps a little audible. There's the snap. Again, it's a read option. They're going to hand it off this time across the 35. That'll be close to the first down marker. I think he got it. And they're going to say, yes, he got it. Down to the 33-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for Cathedral. 
Very time-consuming drive, opening drive here for the Irish, and I'm sure that's what they were hoping for. Yeah, mentally it's just kind of is, is draining for the for the defense to, you know, get to that third down and, and consistently give that up. You know, your offense is waiting to get on the field. Man in motion, this time a pitch coming across as number three. That's David Perry, the 5'10", 175-pound senior. He'll be run out of bounds at about the 29-yard line. They'll give him four on the play. It'll be second down and six. I think you're kind of seeing what they want to do here. I mean, this is uh, Warren Edwards, Dalen Hall, and David Perry. Um, you know, that this uh, receiver, running back, quarterback trio, uh, those, these are the guys who are, uh, are doing the most damage. So um, it's just a, a game of figuring out who's going who's gonna to be the one with the ball. Edwards in shotgun, twins near side, twins on the far side as well, lone Set back, and there's a quick pitch out to the right side. Complete. Oh, Ball's on the ground. Ball's, out. ball's on the ground, and the Crusaders look to recover it. Uh, but then it was loose yep, again, and now the Mola Crusaders have it. Do they have it? We have it. Yes, they have an official call on the field. Yes, they do. The Crusaders have the ball, and how about that? The Irish were moving the football down at will against the Crusaders, but a fumble. And now it'll be Moeller football first and 10 at the 15-yard line. Very opportunistic defense by the Moeller Crusaders, Derek. Caught a real break there. That was, I mean, that was a first down. And, uh, you know, once again, th that's probably the fourth time on that drive, fourth or fifth time they went to Perry. Uh, but they just went one time too many. Um, and opportunistic defense comes up with the ball. So uh, see if we can move this uh, downfield a little bit get out of our territory. Well, that's up on Twitter tonight, Barrett underscore Cohen. Let us know where you're listening from, Barrett underscore Cohen. Let us know where you're listening from. There's a handoff to the near side, and gaining minimal yardage is Brian Wright White, the 5'9", 195-pound running back, the junior. Actually, I said a little bit. They're going to give him seven on that play. That was very uh, disguised well, second and three for the Crusaders. Yeah, uh, it's good to see Brian in there. He, he's, he's a much different back than our back last year uh, with Chris Watkins. Chris was a big uh, kind of bruising back, whereas Brian is more uh, of a speed guy with moves. Um, you know, you're going to see some explosive plays out of him this year. Malik Verdon in shotgun. This time to White again. A little uh, perhaps a read option left side. He'll cross the 25 where the first down marker is. Move the chains. That's a Crusader first down. Looked like a power outside play where you know Malik is reading the, the front side end. Uh, he gives to Brian good enough for a first down. You know that's 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 what you're going to have to do with this offense this year. Is you're just going to it's going to have to be methodical. It's going to have to be. Derek, is it hard to be, you to be up here? You've been coaching as long as you did. What 19 years? How many years? <laughs> uh, in all, it was 18 years. 18 yeah. years, and now he's up here. There's uh -oh. a ball loose. Ball's out. The yeah, ball's out. It's a fumble, it. and this time Cathedral will get the fumble. Basically right back where they were driving. Now the, it was an errant snap. Malik Verdon had trouble getting the snap, and it was on the carpet, and now Irish will retain possession on the turnover first and 10, basically where they lost it. First and 10 at the 20-yard line in enemy territory. Yeah, snap was high. You know, uh, like I said, young team. You're going to have uh, young team mistakes, and that was definitely one of them.
So two turnovers, one apiece for either team, and now this one goes right into the saddle for the Irish as they are in position inside the red zone, and there's a handoff, and all, nope, and the Crusaders will drop him. I thought he was going to escape that original hit. My number was at 57, I think, if you're scoring at home or home alone. That was 58, Ivan Anderson. Was that Anderson, the 5'10", 175-pound linebacker? Nope, they're going to crit credit number 52, Wyatt Bullock, 6'1", 265-pound defensive tackle, the junior. It's kind of hard to see up here. We're about it three is. miles away from the field up in, in this press box. With no binoculars. No. Thought Rob would hook us up with some binocs. <laughs> Edwards in shotgun. Twif twins on the near side. Man in motion. Single set to the left. Five minutes and 54 seconds. Play action fake. Edwards goes right side. Finds an open receiver. Complete. Nice pass right there to number three, David Perry, the five foot ten senior, out of bounds, and that will take it inside the 15 yard line. Mark it down to the 13. It'll be a third and three. Upcoming for Cathedral. I tell you what, we got lucky there because, I mean, he went to the, the flat route, but uh, the there was a receiver that was on a go route, number four, who was wide open in the end zone. He didn't see him. So, Derek, I just realized earlier this week that you are not on Twitter, are you? I am on Twitter. Oh, I've you never like, post anything. You incognito? Yeah. What are you going by, like Dave Smith or something? <laughs> I, I was I, trying to tag you, so I couldn't find you with a search warrant. I, I think it's. I, you know what, to be honest, I think yeah. it's D-Will 16 or something like that. we got a flag yeah. on the field, and it's going to be a dead ball delay of game against the Irish, and that's just what the doctor ordered if you're a Crusader fan. Light us up on Twitter, though. Rob Evil, light him up, ESP Media, Barrett underscore Cohen. Let us know where you're listening from. We will give you a shout-out. Rob, it's free, isn't it? We give him free shout-outs. It's unbelievable. After we get out of each break, he says, we'll give him updates. So a big third down and eight, and Derek, you talked about this being the money down. If you're a Crusader fan, you want to shut them down right here, don't you? Yeah. I mean, they're already uh, in field goal range. Uh, so, you know, you want to make them kick the field goal. You don't want to get them any closer. And Shotgun Edwards, twins on the near side. They're going to pass it, and they're going to do another one of those quick. Oh, pick. interception. Oh, picked off by the Crusaders, 25. 30, can't see his number yet, 40. Down to midfield, 45. Down to the opposite field, number two of the pick, out of the bounds at the 30-yard line. Chalk it up, Michael Leonard, the six foot, 175-pound senior D-back, flips the field, and the Crusaders are dancing in Irish territory. Well, that, I mean, that was just an errant throw. Um, that wasn't anywhere close to the receiver. Uh, and Leonard was st sitting right there. It's almost like he was throwing it to Leonard. Uh, hey, you know, you've had uh, defensively, you've had a couple a couple third downs that you've given up, but that's two turnovers. Uh, you got to do something with it now. Michael Leonard says, I don't like what's happening here. He steps up and runs back a huge 62-yard interception return. And the Crusaders are dancing first and 10 at the 27-yard line. Two twins on the far side, single set near side. Malik Verdon hands it off to White. Stutter steps outside, cuts back in, 25, down to the 22, and will be dropped right there. Nice job by White to switch directions and get a little more damage against this Irish. He was kind of he was cut off at the end and made a nice cut inside, tackled by number 57. For the Cathedral Ball Club, and looking on the roster, I don't can't can't find him with a search warrant. He's not on here. Number 57 will give you credit if your mom and dad are listening at home. 
Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a run. That, that and that's something that we didn't really see. That wasn't uh, really in, in Chris Watkins. David Gold. You know the way that he that he ran last year. So. Malik Verdon now in shotgun on a second and six. This time it's a read option. Malik's going to take it himself inside the 25. Down to the 23 will be dropped. Minimal gain, if any, perhaps maybe one. With four minutes and 42 seconds left, we're scoreless here from Balaban Stadium in a big, Derek, a big third down and five coming up for your Crusaders. I think that that's one of the things. If they're going to be successful offensively this year, that is one of the things that they're going to have to do. Malik is going to have to run the ball. Uh, I know that they struggled a little bit in the preseason. Um, you say struggle, not, not they did not score a touchdown in the preseason. Yes, exactly. <laughs> How are we looking? Yeah. Not good. <laughs> so, but you know, one of the things is that he didn't run very much because you don't want your quarterback running in preseason. Um, but in order to be successful, he's going to have to use his legs. Malik with a quick hitter on third down. That'll be right at. Near the first down marker, complete to number 83, Brandon White, the five foot seven, 150 pound sophomore. They're going to give it to him. That's a first down for the Crusaders, first and 10 at the 16 yard line. Very important for this Crusader football team, given this opportunity on a big 62 yard pick. To take it down into enemy territory, it's now first down and 10. Ball at the 17-yard line. Malik Verdon will again go in shotgun with right behind him, dotting the eye behind him, number 23, Brian White. And there'll be a timeout. Let's see, it looks like, uh, looks like the Crusaders will call a timeout, and so will we. We'll be back. You're listening to Moeller Football, ESPN Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. When it comes to transportation services, Kingsgate Logistics delivers. We find ways for businesses to move freight faster, safer, and smarter. Finally tuning supply chains with every new shipment so you can ship confidently. Since 1986, Kingsgate has been navigating logistic challenges throughout Crusader country and across North America. You can rest easy knowing that your shipment is receiving the personal attention it deserves. Kingsgate Logistics is proud to sponsor your Molar Crusaders. For more information, visit www.kingsgatelogistics.com. Back here at Balaban Stadium, it's Barry Coat along with Derek Williams, our executive producer, Rob Ebel. They're scoreless here at the 326 mark. And a first down and 10 for the Crusaders ball at the 17-yard line. Now, Derek, what do you call that? I'd say single set near side, but you got a guy there. There's oh, a you got it. Brian White will take it across the 15. A penalty flag down to the 12-yard line, and i got to believe that is in the area of holding. That's coming back. Almost 99% of the time, Derek, you'll see that holding call right where that flag was thrown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever you, whenever you're running outside like that, you know you're you're running that risk uh, when that when you're trying to hook that end of the guy just you know kind of grabbing on and so that's always going to be a problem that you're going to run into. Crusaders now. Uh, 
Back looking down at a first and 16 is what they're saying on the Balaban Stadium scoreboard. Single set on the near side. This time, White around the left side. He's got some landscape if he can escape oh, one. Receive. I think that ball's going to be down. They're going to mark it down. Or are they going to yeah. say, they're going to say that's a fumble. And Irish will get it. I thought the turf caused that ball. That's what the opposing, that's what the Moeller faithful and the opposite side of where we are are indicating. But, no, they're going to say that was a fumble. White loses the ball. And, again, another turnover, two apiece now. And it will be Irish football, a very sloppy opening game here to start the 2019 football season. Yeah, it's a shame, too, because uh, Brian, Brian got, got the edge there. And it was a great uh, – it was a great block by his brother, Brandon. His brother, Brandon, came down, uh, cleared it out for him. Uh, looked, like he, looked like he did drop it, though, before he before he hit the ground. Well, see, now you're only saying that because now you got binoculars sitting right yeah, next exactly. to you, right? You, you got the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> they were right in your, you right in your briefcase. I know. I, I completely forgot it was there. Yeah, you're big time. That's why yeah. you got those things. First <laughs> down and 10. Edwards now in shotgun for his birthday. And there's a pass, a little hitch route, and with room to run across the 30, down to the 34-yard line, first and 10 for Cathedral. Tackler went one way, receiver went the other, and that's a first down for the Lucky Irish. Yeah, you got to keep them in front of you. I mean, that's that's what they do. They try and hit the quick game stuff, things like that, and go, go down the field bit by bit. Um, you know they're 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 not very effective throwing it deep, but you, you got to keep them in front of you and, and get them down. Orrin Edwards seven for ten on the night, seventy-seven yards and one pick, a one fourteen passer rating thus far. Penalty flag before this play can get underway, and the back judge saying illegal motion, and that'll put the Irish back in the hole again. Yeah, he had a couple guys moving there pre-snap. I know it's early. Cathedral 72 yards on the game. The Muller Crusaders with 25 yards thus far. Time of possession. If you're scoring at home, Cathedral 5 minutes and 8 seconds. Muller 3 minutes and 51 seconds. Very sloppy game, Derek. Sure, both teams are kicking themselves. You know, they've both had pretty good opportunities to put some points on the board, and neither one of them have have, uh, taken advantage of it. First down and 15 for Cathedral. Edwards in shotgun. Twins on the near side, one far side. Play action, a little read option and a handoff. Run out of bounds after about a three-yard gain. I'm having trouble reading these numbers, to be quite honest with you. Number 23 running that football. Kawan Cannon, the 5'11 running back, out of bounds. It'll be... He'll gain two in the play, second down and 13 for the Irish. Ball at the 30-yard line, still scoreless with 1.40 to go here in the opening frame here from Balaban Stadium. Twins near side. Edwards in shotgun. The snap, looking left, finds an open receiver complete to number four, Camden Jordan, the six-foot, 175-pound senior across the 45 to the 47-yard line, their own 47, first and 10 Irish. Like I said, that's that's their game. That was a quick game, just quick slant uh, going to uh, Camden Jordan. That's that's where this quarterback is most effective is, is you know, getting that ball out of his hands quickly or, or running the ball. First and 10, Cathedral. 
43-yard line, one minute and 33 seconds left in this opening frame. Edwards again in shotgun, little read option. Again, he's going to hand it off to number 20. I think there's a hold. Dale and Hall, number 15 on the tackle. Nate Paps, the big six foot five, 235-pound junior defensive end out of Cincinnati. A loss of, looks like maybe three or four on the play. It'll now be second, and we'll call it 19. There was a, there was a hold on that, too. Yeah. A holding call will take it back even more. Yeah, they're, they're uh, well, actually, they're they're going to decline that. Take it down. Both these teams absolutely killing themselves. A beautiful night for football last night, Friday night football across greater Cincinnati. A lot of storms in the area delayed some games, especially those to the east and south, but... I think they got them all in, but a beautiful night here tonight in Cincinnati for high school football, Saturday night edition. First down and 17 on the 40-yard line, 50 seconds left, Twins near side, and it looks like Edwards might be changing the play up in shotgun. The snap, read option, he's rolling left side, he's got an open receiver, it's complete again to number three, wide open, David Perry, the 5'10". 175-pound senior and short of the first down, but across midfield, it'll be a third down and much more manageable four for the Irish. Had a lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> they had a lot of motion, uh, you know, guys you know, coming across the quarterback's face. He, he uh, you know, booted out a little bit on that. It's, um, but once again, it's the same three guys over and over again. All right, it's Hall, it's Edwards, and Perry. This time they're going to put quads on the far side, twins on the near side, empty or a single set near side, empty backfield with Edwards on a third and four. Quick hitter right side, a little screen play complete, and that'll be a first down once again. There he is again, number three, David Perry, the five foot ten senior, and they're going to have to find a helmet for that guy because he's all over the field. In fact, Perry receiving has now caught six passes for 82 yards 13.7 average and they're going to have to put a helmet on that guy because he's putting a sword through the crusaders right now yeah and it's all yards after catch because it's all, it's all quick game stuff he's running hitches he's running slants things like that but he, he's able to he's able to get significant yardage after the catch first down and 10 for cathedral ball at the 38 yard line of moore and that'll be the end of the first quarter. It was an ugly first quarter to start the 2019 for both sides. And we go to the break scoreless here from Balaban Stadium. You're listening to Muller Football, ESPN Media Powered. I said ESPN, ESP Media Powered by Sidearm Sports. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio.
Back here at Balaban Stadium, scoreless after one quarter. Derek, <laughs> how would you summarize that first quarter? Ugly. We don't have a six-second delay. Yeah. <laughs> it's ugly. Um, I mean, listen, the defense has played well. They've, they've been a little, but, you know, they, they've come up with some big plays. You know, offensively, we just have to hold on to the ball. Edwards will be in shotgun. Twins on the far side. Ball at the 37-yard line. Another hitter out to the right side. This time it's dropped out of bounds. Intended for number 13, Jordan Thomas. The 5'10 senior. Second down and 10. I mean, how do you switch it up? And what do you think Coach uh, was saying at the end of that break to the defense? You know what? I mean, just keep them in front of you. Um, uh, you can give them short game all day, but the, what's really killing them is – you know, when they're hitting these uh, quick hitch routes and, and slant routes, you got to get on them quick, and they're giving them uh, room to run, and, and you can't have that. Edwards in shotgun again, this time handing it off, and a nice job right there with a quick tackle by number 44 of the Molar Crusaders. Joe Tepfer, the six foot one, 220-pound leader of this football team. Limited gain. Give them maybe three on the play. We'll call it a third and long seven. Ball will be resting just beyond the 35-yard line and a big play here for the Muller Crusaders and the Irish. I think they're outside of field goal range. It'd be incumbent upon the Crusaders to stop them right here. Shotgun is Edwards. He'll have four out on the far side. This time he does it again. Uh -oh, double pass. They're going to do a oh, double man. pass. He's and wide open. open in the end zone. Complete touchdown. Irish, number four, Camden Jordan was wide open. Derek, you could have caught that pass. <laughs> yeah. And I'll let you describe that one as the Irish put six on the board. Well, I mean, you could you could sort of see they've been setting that up, you know, all uh, all half with with the quick game. But you saw that guy. He he just immediately when the ball was snapped, he just ran backwards. So you could see that it was a backwards pass. Um, and as soon as he caught it, you just saw Camden Jordan just fly wide open. Uh, you know, it's one of those plays that they, we haven't seen. It, it hasn't been on film. You, you never have a preseason uh, play like that. And Gomez's kick is up, and it is good. So the Irish put a seven spot on the board and draw first blood and lead this game 7-0 with 11-13 to go here in the second quarter. Derek, that's, I mean, you called it. They were kind of setting that up on the table and uh, put a dagger into the Crusader crowd on that one early on. Yeah, I mean, it, that's one of those things. That's, that's, a, that's a first game kind of play. That was a great call. Uh, it's not one that you go to the well, uh, you know, too often with, but you know, they executed, and you got to tip your cap to them. Chalk it up. That is a 35-yard pass at the 11-13 mark of this ball game to give the Irish a 7-0 lead. Let's see how the Crusaders respond. You're listening to Moeller Football, ESPN, ESP Media. I'm going to keep doing that, Rob. Powered by Sidearm Sports. Derek Williams, yours truly, Barracone, along with Rob Ebel here from Balaban Stadium. The other thing about that, though, is, man, you had them in third and long again. You know, you've, you've had them in third and long all night, uh, second and long all night, um, and uh, just can't get off the field. 
one of the things I saw on film, they have this kind of weird setup on their kickoff. You got to watch for, for any kind of pop-ups or anything like that. There it is. There it is. A little pooch play, a little pooch kick fielded at the 25-yard line. That's and with some room to run oh. is number 36 for the Molar Crusaders. Around the right side is Zach French, and he'll be knocked out of bounds. Met his father tonight. French by way of Lebanon. He'll take that across the 40-yard line to the 43-yard line. You might ask, when's the last time Big Mo has played a non-GCO game here at Balaban Field? Derek, you were wondering that, weren't you? <laughs> uh, you want to take a yeah. guess? Well, I was, I was here. I was coaching. All right. Yeah. You guys are good. David 2010, Wayne. Crusaders defeated Wayne. And guess who the quarterback was then? Braxton Miller. Tell you what, that's why you are the best color man this side of the Mississippi. Oh, uh, he, oh yeah, Tucker Scove killed it that, that year. Well, the reason why I remember Braxton Miller There's is because. There's a handoff he, on the near side trying to reverse oh. his track is number 83 with nowhere Brandon to White. go for the Crusaders. Who was that? Brandon White. That was Brandon White, five foot seven, 150-pound sophomore, but a penalty flag on the field, and let's see what this is. Yeah, it's probably a hold. Uh, he he totally reversed field on that. Whenever you reverse field, you, you run the risk of you know a guy who's trying to trying to block and he just holds on to it. So you know when when you run those jet sweeps, I mean you just got to run it. You can't you can't reverse field and come all the way back. Worked for Marcus Allen back in '83, but it, it's, you got people yeah. out there going, "Who's Marcus <laughs> Allen?" <laughs> Showing your age, Derek. I know, man. I know. Well, now it's first in a proverbial country mile. It's going to be uh, ball spotted at the 29-yard line. There's guys over in the uh, press box trying to figure out, doing their uh, their molar math, trying to figure out how far that is. got to get to the 47-yard line. That pass is complete and lit up immediately at the 37-yard line, a gain of maybe six as the sun comes out here in Cincinnati at Balaban Stadium. That was a nice throw. Uh, you know, and that – we kind of have to do the same thing that Cathedral is doing. Short game, um, you know, focus on the guys who are making plays for you. So both of the White brothers are guys that you need to get the ball to and, and Malik. Um, so, but, but you have to get some kind of tempo here. Right now you're talking about tempo. The Crusaders with only 21 yards on the night compared to Cathedral's 160. I'm not a – Offensive juggernaut, but you got to do better than that offensively to do some damage. Malik's going to take go. it himself, just like you said, across the 45. He'll dance across midfield to the 49 of the Irish. Come close to the first down marker. Be a little short, and Derek, I think you're onto something. Get the ball into your playmakers, and that's what they did right there. Yeah, I mean, Malik is is a special athlete. Um, they're going to say he stepped out of bounds at the 48-yard line, yeah, so they're going to be third and five. That looked like about two yards short of what. What they what he should have had, but hey, um, you know it's a manageable third down. But you have to you have to let Malik be Malik and, and uh, just kind of make some plays with his feet because uh, he's he's a special athlete. So as Derek said, third and five, a much more manageable third five. I'm impressed with this smaller crowd. Saturday night, a lot of things going on. The tailgating was uh, in fuego over there on this Balaban Stadium uh, campus. Met a lot of great Molar people tonight. People celebrating Molar football, the tradition, the legacies. A lot of Jerry Fowl stories being tossed around out there tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Third down and five. Nine oh five left. Third and fifteen. A big third and fifteen for your Crusaders. Navy blue tops, yellow bottoms, and there's a play. Oh, they're going to hand it to White. 
Or is that White? No, that's going to be number five, Rotello. And he will get to the line of scrimmage and be shut down right there. It'll be fourth and five. Interesting call there, Derek, on a third and five right there, handing it to Rotello. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're not getting much movement against this defensive line. They got some big boys there. You know, I'm surprised that they didn't, you know, try and get a little bit more outside. I'd like to see him, you know, get Brandon coming across the formation a little bit, maybe running some jet sweeps, uh, stuff to, to kind of set the this defense up a little bit, pretty much how they set our defense up. Crusaders will now be back to punt the ball. Feet at the 38-yard line. Good snap. Little Australian rugby kick is number 14, Noah Hughes out of Lebanon, Ohio. We'll let that ball go out at the 25-yard line. Met Noah's parents tonight. Right before the pregame. Big old. They're not from Australia, though, is what Rob's saying in my ear. But he does kick it a little Australian style. Yeah, that's kind of the fad now. I saw the Buckeyes do that today. Yeah, we used to do that way back when. We used to have this uh, rugby punt that um, that uh, Spencer Eichavone used to do, uh, and it was it, it, it's an effective punt. It's hard to it's hard to defend um, if you can do it right because you don't know where the ball's going. Yes, but that's what do you think about that cover three with the Buckeyes today? I have to ask you about that. Bringing in uh, the cover three, the cover three's coming back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was. I don't know. It you know that was that game was a little. A little ugly. You know. Irish handed it off, and the Crusaders all over that like gum on a park bench. And in there to make the tackle. If you're scoring at home or home alone, Nate Paps, a big six foot five, 235-pound junior out of Cincinnati with the initial hit. And a couple of brothers in there, too. Second down and 10 for the Irish. Great thing about that Ohio State game, we're seeing Jake Hausman, uh, our former tight end, getting, getting some significant time in that game. A lot of guys playing at that next level from Moeller High School. It's fun to watch those guys at the next level. Yeah, Michigan State yesterday. Uh, uh, Matt Coglin, four. He had uh, yeah, he had four uh, four field goals. And Matt Dotson had about three, two, three catches. There's a pass oh, picked off. Picked off by the Crusaders, number Tepper. 44, Joe Tepper, that was the senior. Says we need to make a play. I'll make one and picks it off. It'll be Crusader football. At the Iris 39-yard line, let's go, Big Mo. Man, that was a great play. Uh, he he was going the opposite way. He he redirected his body, reached out, and, and snagged that thing. Listen, defense is doing their part today. Uh, yeah, they gave up that you know that that trick play touchdown. You know, but they're getting they're getting Cathedral off the field. So. I'll tell you what. Looking at time of possession, it's kind of deceiving. I mean, it's 8:56 Cathedral to seven minutes. Moeller, it feels like the defense for Moeller's been out there most of this football game. It has. It has. But but it's not as disparaging as you'd think. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, like I said, outside of that one play, I mean, they're, they're doing their job. You know, we just got to get some points on All right, let's see if the boys can do something here with 7-16 on the clock in the second quarter. Trip, sir, and make that twins on the near side. Play action fake. Malik looking downfield. It's overshot over the head of number 83, the intended receiver, Brandon White. I like the play call, though. Get yes. the ball downfield. As you said, Derek, to your playmakers, he overshot it. But second and ten, that was a that was a pass that if he got it down low, he, he was open. If, if he gets that pass on him, that's a touchdown. No I mean, doubt. He was, no doubt. He was gone. Um, you know, what? that's one of the things I saw, you know, in some of the film of, you know, early – 
in the preseason is, is when he when Malik misses, he misses kind of high. So it's it's just a matter of uh, fixing his release point. Second down and 10, Twins on the near side. White will be the inside receiver on this near side. Again, Malik in shotgun with White in the backfield behind him. Quick hair over this time to White, and it's almost oh. picked off. It was tipped by White and then through the hands of the defensive back number 19 out of Indianapolis, Zane Hill, the six-foot, 175-pound senior, nearly picked off. The Crusaders, however, will reset it. Third down and 10, ball at the 39, and they got to get something here, Derek. Yeah, but you know what? That, I mean, that that ball, that was a little bit better than the last ball, but it was still a little bit high. Once again, that's a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't any. They didn't have anybody back there. Dudes on the planet, and they're always angry. There's a penalty flag. I saw a flag fly in. I thought. And being tackled in the backfield was White. We'll see, that's got to be a whole or jump start, maybe a false start, and I'm sure the Irish will decline that one. Hmm. Yeah, Rob saying, I agree. Rob says a crack back block against the Crusaders. I'm sure that'll be declined. It is. And now it'll be fourth down. Derek, do you, do you dance with the devil here and, and, and go for one here? I wouldn't. <laughs> you would or wouldn't? I would not. I would not. Um, pin them back deep into their uh, – Especially after that, that, you know, that third down call was really conservative. Um, you know, you, yeah, it's it's third and long, you know, but you're on their side of the field. Uh, so, if, you know, if you got five or six yards on, on that third down, then maybe you go forward, but not when you lose five. Noah back punting this football. Noah Hughes at the 42-yard line. He will kick it. Spiraling kick that'll be caught at the five yard line. If they can put him down there, that'll be great. And they do right down at the seven yard line. Nice Brandon open White. tackle by number 24, Brandon or Brandon White and Andrew Andrew Diley also in on the tackle. And now the Crusaders have him pinned deep back in their own territory. First down and ten at the nine yard line. 6:27 remaining in the second quarter. I'm sure Cathedral's coaches weren't very happy about that. You kind of teach guys to put your heels on the 10. Don't go back in order to catch one. Uh, you know, just let that go into the end zone. But he, he fielded that at the 6. And then he tried to make it to the sideline and um, turned out well for us. Cathedral coached by Bill Peebles. 7-6 record in his second year at the home for the Irish. Handoff and Nice movement up front by that offensive line across the 10 down to the 12-yard line. Tackled by the interior D-line. Up first out of that pile was my say, well, I don't know. I haven't met him yet, but his dad, one of my favorite dudes, Aiden Shaw, the 6'3", 265-pound D-tackle and Big Al. That guy's a lot of fun to hang out with. Oh, yeah, yeah. He uh, He's... He's pretty much family to me. He was uh, my brother's best friend growing up, so I watched him play. He was a member of the You don't want to cross him in an aisle. No, 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 not at all. He's a big dude. <laughs> Second down and six. Rolling out to the left side. Batted away. Big mitts by Nate Paps. They get that ball out of here, and he hit that in the third row of the Let's Go Big Mo band. And it'll be third down and seven upcoming. Nate Paps is, I'll tell you what, there's going to be a lot of colleges looking at that young man. Yes. Big kid, 
on that uh, on that Crusader defense and talking to some of the uh, some of the coaches, they're excited about what he can bring in the next couple of years. Yeah, I talked to Coach Aceto earlier this week, and he was telling me that you know how'd you get out of that conversation? Because he likes to talk. <laughs> well, you keep your feet moving. <laughs> he's uh he's he's really excited though about these guys. He said they're young, no you know, but There's he might have been. Tell you what, Crusaders got away with one right there because Edwards rolled around and found a wide open number three, David Perry, in the flats. It hit Perry where no man likes on the defensive side to see it right in the numbers, and he flat out drops the football. Fourth and seven, and that would have been a first down, and the drive would have continued. Instead, they're going to have to punt the ball back deep in the end zone. Number 21, Christian Alerting, the six-foot senior kicker out of Indianapolis. And this will give them good terri- uh, good field position. Yeah. yeah. You look at Zach French, he's got his heels on the 45-yard line of the Irish. The Crusaders got to open up that can of offense and see what they can do here with the waning moments of this first half. And that's a Ooh. spiraling short kick. And French will fair catch it at the 34-yard line of the Irish, and the Crusaders are dancing. Let's see if they can uh, do something offensively here, Derek. Yeah, they're practically daring us to score. They are. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. I mean, they've had – I don't have the stats in front of me, field position, Derek, but they've had the ball here at the – they're going to say the 35-yard line. They've had it at the 20. They've had it at the 28. The opportunities have been there. You know, at some point you've got to make something happen. Once again, like I said, you've you've got you've got weapons, you know. So so we need to start start using those guys. You know, put some guys in motion. Put Brandon in motion coming across the the formation. Crusaders forty-eight and eight all time in season openers. Has won eleven straight and thirteen of the last fourteen, dating back to the two thousand and seven football season. This time, Twins near side. White in the backfield, one single on the near side. Handoff up the middle. Ball's on the ground again, and another turnover, and Cathedral's got the fumble. Ball's on the carpet again, and you can see a little frustration there by the Crusaders. Number 74, Landon Fickle, not happy. Puts his hand down in frustration, and just when the Crusaders get good field positions, they shoot themselves in the foot again. Yeah, it's like Groundhog Day. It is. I could have sworn we just saw that about five minutes ago, but <laughs> you know, Open, hey, you got jitters. you got a young team. It's the first game of the year. This is this is the kind of stuff you're going to see. Absolutely, and we saw it in the preseason. I mean, this is mm-hmm. not something we haven't seen, and I I think the fans have to be uh, patient and 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 see how this team matures throughout the season. As Edwards is in trouble, Uh-oh. he's going to have to he's got a scramble. Lot of room. He's got some room across the 35 to the 38 on the Edwards far side, out of bounds. In pursuit was number 15, Nate Paps. Ran him out of bounds at about the 37-yard line. It'll be second and five for the Irish. The thing that's kind of scary is that. Uh, I mean, Cathedral's doing the same thing. They're giving the ball up as well. Six turnovers so far. Three apiece for both teams, and we're only halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, but earlier in the game, you know, they were were kind of shooting themselves in the foot, and they had second long, third long, and stuff like that. Now they're starting to kind of get into a little bit of a groove here where they're having uh, second shorts, things like that, so – Second and five, Edwards Uh going long ball, and it's going to be complete. 
to number four, Camden Jordan, the six-foot, 175-pound junior. Out of bounds, coverage provided by Michael Leonard across midfield. In fact, all the way down to the 33-yard line of the Crusaders, first and 10 Irish. Nice throw. I mean, that was a nice throw, nice catch. They've got some really good skilled players on this team. You know, if their their line came together a little bit, I, I think they'd be they'd be a heck of a crew. Thank everybody for listening to Molar Football and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports tonight. Derek Williams, Barrett Cohen, Rob Evil bringing you the action. They got to be getting close here to. Uh, yeah, there will be say. a penalty and a delay of game. Derek, you called it. Tell you what, that's the reason why you're one of the best right there. <laughs> hey, how soon will it be until you see a play clock down here at OHSAA High School Football? They've been talking about it. What will come first, the play clock, the play clock, or the shot clock will come first? I don't I – don't, I don't, didn't they used to have a clock here? I thought they – Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so Rob just told us that the, that the other GCL schools didn't have it, so they took it out. I, I, I remembered them having a clock here as many times as I've coached here. First and 15, there's uh, a handoff. He's going to reverse his tracks, and Joe Tepfer says, not while I'm here. He'll get maybe a yard or two. It'll be second and 14 coming up for Cathedral. It's 7 nothing Cathedral, the Irish over the Molar Crusaders with 358. It was a 32-yard pass, and that, I think, was the early. I don't have the mark in front of me in the first quarter. That gave the Cathedral on a little trickery. That gave the Cathedral Irish a 7 nothing lead. Both teams with three turnovers apiece. Edwards now in shotgun. Twins on the far side. Single set near side moving left to right. Another quick hitter. Oh. He nearly picked off and dropped. Right in and out of the hands of number 89, the tight end. And then nearly Edwards picking it off with the Crusaders. I can't see the number. Was that Nate Paps? I don't know. I thought, well, I don't know. I thought that was Teffin, but I'm not sure. Tepper. I couldn't see. Number four is what Rob's saying. Oh, okay. Will Braley, one of the captains on this team, the five foot eleven, one hundred and ninety pound senior linebacker, nearly picked it off, and that'll be third down. This is a big third down for the Crusaders. Yeah, they have got to stop him here. Third and fourteen, with three minutes and thirty-two seconds left. You cannot give them another first down here. Play action fake. Edwards steps up, rolls on the near side, finds a receiver and overshoots him. Coverage provided by number 24, Andrew Diley, the five foot tens Crusader, and that'll be out of bounds. It'll be fourth down, and the Irish will be forced to punt. An interesting call here. I don't know if it's automatic, but it does look. Yep, looks like the punt team's coming out. I think with the fact that the Crusaders have done nothing on offense, you just got to pin them back here, right? And I say nothing to the tune of 39 yards total offense for Moeller in that so far in this first half. Cathedral's not, I mean, they're, they got 198. And I think they're doing a little dipsy-do, a little, like you said, just a couple uh, out patterns, a little... Oh, that ball will go into the end zone, and the Crusaders will have it at the 20. Let's take a break, Rob. What do you think? We'll take a break. We'll be back here to Balban Stadium. The Irish lead the Crusaders 7 0. You're listening to Muller Football, ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. 
Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Back here at Balaban City, I'm a little a little upset. I'm not going to lie to you. Usually on Twitter, social media, we have people lighting us up where you're listening from. Nobody. Barrett underscore Cohen, ESP Media. Let us know where you're listening from. We'll give you a shout-out on the air. In Uh-oh. trouble. Is, he, Malik's in trouble, but he's going to scramble. He's going to reverse his track, come near side, across the 30 to the 32-yard line, and somehow gets a first down. But, Derek, you said it. Give the ball to your playmakers, and they can make something out of nothing. Right there, you saw Malik do just that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, I know, and believe me, as a coach, you know, I, I know that sometimes you, you hesitate to let your quarterback do a lot of running and all that kind of stuff because you don't want him to get hurt. But, um, you know, when, when he's that special and he has that gift, then, then you got to let him go. He almost doubled the yardage for the game just on that run. First and ten, Malik's going to throw it over the head right. of the intended receiver, number 19, Aaron Morton. And you can light us up at Baird underscore Cohen and ESP Media SN. Sports Network. ESP Media Sports Network. Or myself. Let us know where you're listening. There's nothing worse, Rob and Derek, than just talking to yourself. It's ter- I do it all the time, but very rarely <laughs> when I'm calling a football game. So let us know where you're listening from. I know Sean McGinnis, the lacrosse coach, is listening to the broadcast, but he's the only one. And John Leyendecker. The only two people I've heard from. My wife says I talk to myself all the time. It's not fun. Second and ten. He's in trouble again. Malik's going to scramble, trying to make something out of nothing. It will be caught. What a catch right there. They're going to say oh, out of bounds. Out of but, hey, tap your, tip your hat right there. I can't see it. You got, let me see the binoculars. That was tip, Brandon White. Was that Brandon White? Tip yeah. your hat to Brandon White. That was a fantastic catch as he tried to tiptoe. On the far sideline, nothing doing but great pass and a great catch by Brandon White. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that that was a sprint out, and I think Malik just held on to it maybe a second too long, uh, and and that's why he wasn't able to make the catch and bounds. But it was a heck of a throw. Coach McGinnis is at the lake, I think. How about that? Got some tweets coming in. It's about time. We'll get to them here in a minute. Third down and 10. Malik in shotgun. He's dropping back. He's got some pressure. Ball's going to be tipped by the linebacker, the Irish, and they were lucky right there. Number five, if you're scoring at home, or home alone, Hudson Miller, the five foot 11 senior. I should check that. He's a sophomore linebacker, 200 pound linebacker, and the Crusaders will punt the ball again. Matt Baringhouse said he's listening in Montgomery while watching the Ducks and Tigers. Says it sounds great. Is he is he is ducks and tigers his backyard in Montgomery? <laughs> hey, you got to get this is one of my favorite. You got to give him a shout out, Derek. <laughs> Luke Zabatos. Luke Zabatos listening. What's up, Luke? <laughs> down in Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia. That's that's where all the money's made down there. There's a punt 
by Noah Hughes. That'll be caught and then hit immediately at the 42-yard line. Nice hit by there he is again, Brandon White. He's like a human joystick out there. He's yeah, everywhere. He is everywhere. He's uh, he's a heck of a player, man. Luke Zabatis listening to the broadcast. Tremendous student athlete from Moeller High School. Matt Baringhouse, he's got a future crusader in his family. Light us up tonight. Let us know where you're listening from. Sean McGinnis, he actually sends us, hey, Rob, he sends us a photo of where he's listening from. He's got a couple pontoon boats there. How are we looking? First and ten for the Irish moving left to right ball at their own 45-yard line. Sun setting here from Balaban Stadium. Edwards in trouble. He's going to have to roll near side and throw it away. And a nice job by pursuit of the Crusaders up front. Let's give him a shout-out. Jack Garrett, the 6'4", 235-pound sophomore, Nathan Shaw, the 6'3", 265-pound defensive tackle. Underclassmen. I don't know what this Crusader football team is going to do this year, Derek, but I'm telling you right now, and write this down, the next two to three years for Moeller football are going to be very, very special. Yeah, I think the future is definitely bright. They've got some uh, some special guys all over the They're young. Place, yeah. Playing a lot of sophomores on this team. And there's a quick hitter out to the far side of the guy they've been throwing to all night long, David Perry, the five foot ten senior. You know, you're talking about a gain of five. You're talking about a freshman Moeller football team that blew out the GCL South last year. They're sophomores now. And talking to Chad Murphy, the O coordinator of this Moeller varsity team this year, he says this year's freshman team might be one of the best he's ever seen. So you got a strong freshman class, strong sophomore class. You got some strong juniors. There's a lot of great, not to dismiss this year, yeah. but a lot of special things on the horizon for this Moeller Crusader football team, no doubt about it. I think patience will be the key word. Yeah, this is about as young of a team as I, I ever remember. Stars that pass complete to Curtis, just short of the first down marker, but in Crusader territory at the 40 six-yard line. They're going to call it fourth and one, and it looks like the Irish are going to bring two tight, end, tight ends, their jumbo set, and go for it. Yeah, that's like, I don't even think it's a, a half a yard. From up here, it looks like about a third of a yard. You only got about one minute, 33 seconds left in the half. Very sparse crowd on this. I'm looking down here at this cathedral. Not a lot of people a lot of Andrew Luck fans out there, perhaps. There's a reverse hit at the Crusaders. Nice. They're on it like gum in a park bench. Drop them at midfield. In on the tackle number 15 for the Crusaders. How about that? Nate Paps, a six foot five, 235 pound senior, imploring their fans to get on their feet with one minute and 19 seconds left and a little magic from their quarterback. They can do some damage here. Down seven nothing. In the waning moments of this first half, Derek. Yeah, you got more than enough time. I mean, it's it's you know you got a minute 19 left. You're right at the 50 yard line. You know, at least get a field goal. You know, put yourself in there somehow. Like I said, they're daring us. They are daring us to score. They're going to mark it right at the 50-yard line. Let's see what Malik and the boys can do. Twins far side, single set near side. There's a read option. Malik's going to take it himself, spin around across the 50, down to the 47-yard line. And the Crusaders have one timeout left, and that was a – looks like Fickle's a little slow to get up. How do you think his dad's doing tonight? Oh, I'm sure he's pretty happy after that big win over UCLA. Though. Think he's here tonight? Oh, I'm sure he is. Sure Second down and eight. I think Amy gave him a hall pass to show up. <laughs> Maybe. Second down and eight. He's using a lot of time here. 
They are using a lot of time. That clock is still running 46 seconds left. Twins on the far side, single near side in Irish enemy territory. There's a handoff. Nope, it's going to be Malik taking himself on the read option. Around the 45 and leaps over a defender. And in doing that, we'll get two extra yards, go out of bounds at the 43-yard line. And that'll stop the clock with 34 seconds left. I mean, that was a heck of a play, man. But you you lost about 37 seconds there. Yeah, uh, you got one play. Yeah, no doubt. You got one of the state's top kickers. Derek, you've seen Kevin Thibodeau more than I have. Where's he? Where's the? Uh, if we had uh, on radio a little yellow marker we could put across, and where we want to get to a field goal, where we want to put it. I think. Right I mean, now we're at the 43. Probably, yeah, I'd say probably about the 35-yard line. So you probably need to get about seven or eight more yards before you feel comfortable. But, I mean, listen, with this, with just 34 seconds left, and by that time you'll probably drain the clock down to nothing. I mean. The big play, third and three. They do have one timeout left. So they can do a little bit of a. I, I like what you said earlier. Get Malik out in the flat. Yeah. See what he can do and give him the option to run. Get him outside because inside tackle to tackle, they're not having much luck. No. This time it's Malik, and there's a oh, penalty, no. a pre-snap penalty. Yep, False start against the Crusaders, and that will make that you're seeing a young football team make young football team mistakes tonight. Yeah. yeah. That's That's a big one. What's Luke doing down in Macon, Jordan? What do you think he's doing it? <laughs> well, I'm sure. You know what? Knowing Luke, he's probably studying. You know, he's probably hitting the books. Did he, did he text you to say that? <laughs> hey, we even got a cathedral guy listening. Samson underscore two. He says, I'm an Indy cathedral guy, but I'm tuned in from Indianapolis. Well, thanks for joining us. That's awful nice of you. Mitch McKenzie. He's at Mercyhurst listening to the boys on opening night. Says, go Big Moo. How about Mitch? Uh -oh. That pass, uh, shotgun, in trouble again is Malik. He's going to be dropped on third down behind the line of scrimmage. In fact, now back into Moeller territory. It'll be fourth and 12, and the Crusaders going the wrong direction. Yeah. And then, you know, it's it's tough for the, the defense because the defense is made play after play. It's kind of like, you know, the, the same thing kind of happened last year in a couple games. You know, the, the defense really kind of kept us in ball games, things like that, uh, waiting for the offense to really kind of uh, step up. And you're kind of seeing the same thing today. Well, in the words of Marty Brenneman, have mercy. This half is, uh, hold on a minute, They're all the players are running off the field, and the ref says, no, I, have, I haven't had enough face time yet. Moeller calls a timeout with, like, two seconds left. So that's an interesting call right that there. That is interesting. Todd Nauman says, not just yet. Do they have a little dazzle in the playbook? That's Got the I two. Don't know. You know what? I, I mean, I guess, you know, Hail Mary. Angry quarterbacks, right, Rob? Tony Pike and Richard Skinner coming up at halftime. They got some food up here for you? Yeah. Jersey Mike's, how are we looking? Absolutely. Think it's gone yet? You, you think Steve Albrink's over there? He's probably riddled it to death over there. All I know is I got mine, so. All right, well, you better have saved me at least one. <laughs> I'm down there getting my boys on Twitter and social media to. Crusader Calvary down there. Mitch, you were a part of that. Mitch McKenzie at one point. 
Mitch is one of our basketball broadcasters. How about his dad? His dad very active. And the molar Kent, I said, yeah. He also coaches and does a lot of off-season conditioning with those guys. So Moeller's going to try a little dazzle here. Malik dropping back to pass. They're going for the home run ball. Malik's in trouble. He's going to throw it into the end zone if it'll make it that far, and it'll be incomplete. Not sure he even had enough to get down to the end zone, as that'll be broken up at about the 10-yard line, and mercifully, this half comes to an end. We're going to go to the two angry quarterbacks and bring back some more Moeller Irish football. When we return, you're listening to Moeller Football, ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And, of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. When it comes to transportation services, Kingsgate Logistics delivers. We find ways for businesses to move freight faster, safer, and smarter, finally tuning supply chains with every new shipment so you can ship confidently. Since 1986, Kingsgate has been navigating logistic challenges throughout Crusader country and across North America. You can rest easy knowing that your shipment is receiving the personal attention it deserves. Kingsgate Logistics is proud to sponsor your Molar Crusaders. For more information, visit www.kingsgatelogistics.com. Kent Insurance is a family-owned business located right here in Kenwood. Chris Kent, a graduate of 1993 and former tight end, can take care of your business needs while his sisters, Kim and Katie, are ready to handle your personal insurance. Top-of-the-line products, competitive pricing, and outstanding customer service is what they offer. Give them a call. 513-791-6060. That's 513-791-6060. A big shout out to Katie's daughter, Abby Kerwin, playing saxophone with the marching band. Let's go, Big Mo. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit. 
a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com slash radio for more information. For over 15 years, Chase Construction has worked closely with property management companies and housing authorities in providing apartment maintenance and inspection services. Chase Construction specializes in completing apartment work orders. If you do not have enough staff to complete the tough maintenance items such as painting, drywall, concrete, plumbing, and electrical work, please call 1986 Moeller alum Alan Shaw Sr. at Chase Construction. For more information, please visit them on the web at www.thechaseguys.com. Since 2009, SCI 360 has helped many businesses improve their clients' customer relationships through streamlining processes, connecting with customers, and ultimately improving profitability. Let SCI 360 customize a system for your business using the number one selling customer relationship management platform, Salesforce.com. For a 360-degree view of your customer, contact SCI 360 and Moeller alum Michael Sturgis at 888-318-5121 or visit them on the web at www.SCI360degrees.com. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. 
Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of the Angry Quarterbacks. Yes, we're back again from the James Rapine Memorial Studio. I'm Richard Skinner from Local12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike of UC, Carolina Panthers, and Reading High School fame. We will talk about some NFL football, some high school football, some college football. So we got a lot to get to, but Tony, welcome back to Season 4. It's great to be here. It's like our senior season. It is. Unless you gray shirt and red shirt, then you still got two more seasons. I, I'm going to red shirt. I'm going to take an emergency medical red yep. shirt year, and then I'm going to become a grad transfer. And I'm if I don't play for seven years. And if I don't come back next year, I'm transferring. That, that's correct. Exactly right. That's how it works. Because if someone takes my spot, I'm leaving. That's how it works anymore. Yep. Anytime a quarterback takes a quarterback spot, that quarterback leaves. Correct. All right. Um, let's start with the NFL. We'll start with the Bengals, um, and we'll get to the Andrew Luck uh, situation in retirement in, in Indianapolis. Uh, over the weekend, the uh, new head coach, Zach Taylor, announcing uh, the, the offensive line starters after there had been competition in camp. Surprised everybody by announcing an undrafted rookie free agent will start at wide receiver. Uh, wh- what did you make of, of what he did and how they did this? I think it, it finally sends a message, and I think it's a positive message going forward for this organization. I mean, for so long, and we saw it with Obwehi, it was like, okay, we drafted this guy high. We need to give him every chance in the world. And again, they, they made it very clear, especially the Billy Price situation. Like it wasn't an indictment on Billy Price. Troy Hopkins just played better. He did. So, and I think I think it's a little bit on Billy. I think the yeah. injury was part of it a little bit. Right. But yeah, Trey got some opportunity early in camp when Billy was down. Yep. Offensive line played pretty well. They thought they had something. Yep. They wanted to see it in preseason games. Trey played well in preseason games. Trey's the starter, and that's that's swallowing a lot because you're talking about putting the 2018 first round pick Again, yes. on the bench. Now they kept. They've said a lot of good things about Billy since then. Uh, Billy said all the right things, and Billy probably will get a crack to start again. But um, it was interesting to me. And then you know, John Jerry, who was in the battle for the left guard spot right. with Michael Jordan, he played for Jim Turner with the Miami Dolphins, started 32 games over two years for Jim Turner with the Miami Dolphins, was brought here after not playing anywhere last year mm-hmm. because of familiarity with Jim Turner, and yet a rookie fourth-round pick beats John Jerry out. And it's not because John Jerry did anything wrong. Again, it's because Michael Jordan, A, has a ton of upside, yep. and B, pretty good right now. Well, and what they've created on the offensive line is guys that can come in and play multiple right. spots. We saw Billy Price get some guard reps. Michael Jordan gotten reps all over the offensive line. To me, though, it sends a message early on from Zach Taylor and this new staff that, look, 
I don't care where you were drafted. I don't care how long you've played. If you're not getting your job done and someone else is, then we're going to give them the opportunity. It goes all into this win-now mold, and we've seen it for years in the past of a guy that, because he got drafted high, was still playing when really he shouldn't be. So you start that. Then you, you, you talk about Damian Willis, the undrafted wide receiver. I mean, that, that is going to open opportunities in the future, I believe, for players out there, free agents, uh, guys that are coming in and say, look, we can go to a different. We can go to the Bengals, and as they've seen the track record already, be an opportunity and give a chance to go out and play right away. Even though I'm not drafted, or even though they already have an incumbent at say left guard or something like that, it's setting the message that hey, you come in and outperform the other guy, then you get playing time on this team. So I, I just think it's refreshing from Zach Taylor. I think it's a great start. Obviously. You and I both know from watching this team throughout training camp, there's a long way to go. Long way to go. Still where, the, where this team is at. But I, but I like the the mentality to play your best 11 guys on each side of the ball. Yeah, and, and talking with some of those players involved, Damian Willis and, and, and Trey Hopkins especially, um, I, I think they made it a point of it, it is kind of nice that, listen, there's no politics. Mm-hmm. There's the, We're going to play the best players, and if you, if you win the job, you get the job. And I think that permeates to all the other guys. Now, to play devil's advocate for a second, it, 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 it's nice that they did this because these guys earned it, but are you going to win in this league with a lot of undrafted well, free agent starting positions? I mean, Trey Hopkins, God bless him. He's yeah. done a great job. He he didn't play his first two years. He was on injured reserve, then was on the practice squad, barely played his third year, spent most of that time on the practice squad, has started some games over the last couple of years at Garden Center, but suddenly now he's the starting center for week one. And you've got a rookie fourth-round pick starting at left guard, and you got an undrafted rookie starting at wide receiver. Again, I think it's great that they did. I think best man should always win, yeah. period, end of story. And if they prove that, that's great. But is that more of an indictment on the talent level, or is it more, hey, these guys showed what they need to do? I, I think at this point it is an indictment on the talent level. And I was talking yesterday about this because we're talking about, hey, it's a positive this is happening, but week one is at Seattle. You have Trey Hopkins at center, a rookie at left guard, and an undrafted rookie at receiver yeah. with no A.J. Green. I mean, that. Joe Mixon, okay, I hope you're carrying the ball 30 <laughs> times. Uh, but I, I think it is more an indictment on where this roster is right now. And obviously they want to rebuild this roster to different heights, clearly. Right. Uh, but what I think is interesting about this, and I think it's worth mentioning because we are in James Rapine Memorial, Memorial Studio, Studio yes. does this permeate down and send a message to a another first-round pick? I was going to ask you that That question. was on this and, team. And I, th- I think it probably does. And it should. Um, I, I think... I think especially with first-round picks, I do think you – I know some people have talked about if he doesn't play well in, you know, early in the season, what do you do with him? Do you even bring him back next year? I do think with a rookie – or with a guy with a first-round contract, um, that rookie contract, that four-year contract, I do think you kind of let that play itself out. I don't think you cut yeah. your nose off to spite your face. I do think this, though, I think this being year three – John Ross has to show something, right? He's got to show. Well, that would be on getting on the field first. And that's start. Now, he, he's on the field now. He practiced Sunday. He practiced yesterday. Um, it was funny. I, we, 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 those of us that cover the team regularly, we, we kind of take attendance every day to make sure we're not missing somebody who's not there. And it took me a little bit to find, to find John Ross. Yeah. He was there, I trust me. But I thought, oh, no, not one day into this, he's gone again. But that's that's kind of where you feel. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm interested to see what they, they can do with him in, in this offense. I'm interested to see if they can do some different things and more creative things. But I think, back to your original point, because I was going to ask you that question, I, I, I think that, yes, I think it does send the message of 
hey man, you 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 know you're in year three of four year de- of a four year deal. We'll keep you around as long as we can keep you around. But if you're not going to produce, and we've got other guys in that room, we don't have to keep you around. Well, and I think that's the point. It's not like the other guys in that room haven't produced when given opportunities. Well, but they haven't produced in a and long haul over in games, right? In, 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 I mean. Cody Core's got a handful of career catches. Right. Um, Josh Malone, oh, on, the same on way. Tate's only got right. a handful of career catches. But I think they've shown in camp that they're capable. Now, can they do it in when it means something and when you're right. playing first-team defensive backs and all those things? But, I mean, it's not like John's proven much yet either. He does exactly. Have the, he does have the seven touchdown catches last year. I can't discount that. Seven touchdowns, what, 21 catches? Tw- 20 catches, I believe, yeah. for 210. Right. So, I mean, not even a high average for, for your speed guy, your over-the-top guy. But I do think that it does. I think it sends that message to all of these guys. I think if you see a Malik Jefferson get mm-hmm. let go, and I think that's a real possibility, a yeah. third-round pick last year. I think um, I don't think they he just keep, doesn't look the part. It, it, a he doesn't look the part, and B um, I think they only keep five linebackers. He's the sixth guy, <clears throat> and he doesn't bring a lot of special teams value. But that's saying something too that that in the you know one year after you took him in the third round and third round to me I always look at. Third round and above need to be yeah. starting fairly quickly, right? right? You're, fourth you're, round guy, it's maybe a developmental guy. Michael Jordan's a fourth round guy, yep. and maybe they got an absolute steal there in the fourth round. It sure seems that way. Uh, anything later than that, yeah. hey, it's gravy. But, you know, third round guy, you usually don't give up on that guy two years into the process, and they may just do that. Right, and I think going back to the, to the whole John Ross aspect, for this team as a whole, we talked through training camp that there just wasn't many down-the-field throws. There wasn't many down-the-field threats. And say what you want, I think, I think scheme-wise – this stuff's been great because I think receivers have been more open than we've seen I in the past. Too. I do too. Even I on the the and the Dalton pick six, I mean there was separation. Yeah, oh yeah. If it doesn't get batted no, down. No, that would have been a touchdown. Yes. If, it, if it didn't get tipped. So I like schematically where this team is at, uh, but at some point you have to take the top off the defense more and more. And, and without AJ Green for right now, uh, Tyler Boyd's more of a slot guy. Correct. John Ross is supposed to be that down the field, take the top off the defense. So until he's doing that, what are you going to get? Extra guys in the box stopping the run. Uh, defense is playing well, up and, tighter. And as much as I like the passing scheme, and I like you know the fact that uh, in the preseason, I think Andy Dalton literally got hit one time. Mm-hmm. He didn't get sacked. The other quarterbacks did when some right. of the subs run, but, but Andy did not get sacked. They didn't run it well. The first-team offense, I think, had uh, 21 yards rushing on 12 carries in the preseason, so right. they didn't run it well. But they protected Andy, and some of that, though, is schematics. It's, I mean, he's, he feels like he catches the snap. He's on his back foot, and the ball's out of his hands. It's yeah. a very quick. But eventually, Team, yeah, teams are going to teams are going to cheat up, cheat up, cheat up, and force you to put it down the field. Right. So yeah, John's got to be able to, to to be that guy. I yeah. think, and we'll we'll see if he the, can. The interesting piece of this, with these uh, new roles and and starters and guys having their jobs taken, what is the leash for a guy like Trey Hopkins? I mean, I, is that I, a, I, I asked Jim Turner that. Now, now we asked Zach Taylor that, and Zach said he, you know, I, I don't plan on having a quick hook. They didn't say he wouldn't have a hook. Yeah. I asked Jim Turner the same thing yesterday, and, and he, he said, look, got to perform. You don't perform? Right. I, I got, I, I'm going to bring seven guys to a game. Yep. And if you're not performing, I'll put another guy Which in Which is there. something we haven't seen in the past either. Correct. So, Correct. yeah, I think at least that, it, it, it holds these guys accountable, not just for the game, but series by series. Yeah. You better lock in and bring it. Yeah, and he said, look, look I know guys are going to make mistakes. I'm not here to tell you I'm going to pull them for every little mistake. But if they're not performing, right. it's a league you got. And I think it's, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's. Yep. Hey, you're getting paid. You're a professional. If you don't perform, we've got another professional that's getting yep. paid. Let's let him give it a try. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Um, preseason game four is always kind of interesting to oh. me because it, it feels like it's just a, an exercise in futility. It used to mean something. But, well, I'm, that's what I was going to ask you because, I, I mean, I know for, for some guys in that locker room it will mean something. Mm-hmm. It may mean their last football game they ever play. 
Um, it may mean that that there's a handful of jobs that are still up for grabs. The cornerback spot, uh, I think, there's there's is is up for grabs. You know, one of those last wide receiver spots. Um, the defensive line can Andrew Brown have another good game and put himself in the mix. So it does mean some things. And you, and you played in fourth preseason mm-hmm. games. I mean, the guys that you played with, and not, not just for yourself personally, it, it had to, it did mean something, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, that was. That was like my last chance. I was battling with Hunter Cantwell to make the team. He had already been on the roster. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's when I beat Hunter Cantwell out yeah, I mean, to tell back you what, in 2010. Very, very few quarterbacks yeah. ever. I mean, look at the career he's gone on to have. Correct. <laughs> to, to make that roster preseason game number four. Uh, it, it, it doesn't seem to have the same value now because I no, think – No, it seems – you're right. It does seem Because I less. think it, it almost feels like coaches don't even take it as serious. So the game plans, game prep's not as serious – the other team's not playing so. So it's one thing to evaluate guys, but you're also evaluating guys that probably aren't likely going to make the other roster as well. So it's great for players to get film out there of themselves uh, to use for their own tape, whether that's try to get on a practice squad right. somewhere or make another roster. But other than that, I mean, it is a, it's a glorified scrimmage for a lot of these guys moving forward. It, it is. It, it feels like year after year as it goes by, it becomes less impactful. Yeah, very much so. To our point, it's almost like, okay, just give us three preseason games. I mean, the Bengals had to sign an offensive lineman yesterday because they're not going to play their starting five. Right. May not play Andre Smith because just Cordy Glenn's got the concussion and you don't know 100% if he's going to be there for Seattle. It sounds like he will be. But they literally signed this guy to give them a seventh offensive lineman. He, probably, he may not even have to play, but right. look, you need some bodies. and they need. That's, right. that, but that's where things are yep. in a game like this. You're, you're playing so few guys that you just got to make sure you got enough bodies in each position just to get through the daggone game. Correct. All right, let's move on to, uh, to Andrew Luck. Mm. Um, you, you got hurt in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, went through some things injury-wise. Yeah. And, and I think the thing here, the, the first and foremost... A lot has been made of the fans booing yeah. Andrew Luck when he walked off the field. I think it's shameful. I think it's disgraceful. I also get it on the other hand. Well, I, I get it from the perspective of, of fans are just, they're so emotionally tied that yeah. they can't separate reality from their fandom a lot of times. So I do, yeah. I, I, I'm not, trust me, I'm not taking up for the fans that boo. I think it's disgraceful. I think it's disgusting. It's not your decision to make. It's his decision to make all of those things. I do get it, though. I mean, you're paying a pretty good piece of change. Without fans, there's no game. And I know without players, there's no game. But without right. fans, there's no game, too. So they do have an investment in it to, to a large degree. But the thing, and I, I've talked about this with, with, with friends and, and you know sometimes even on Twitter with people. Tyler Eifert comes to mind. Tyler's yeah. been hurt a lot. And you get the, oh, he's glass. He's fragile. I, you, no. Right. But I think the thing that people don't get is literally how many times that man has been cut on his body mm-hmm. to have something surgically repaired. I've never had surgery in my life. I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, right. I, 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 a broken finger, I didn't even want to pin in it, for goodness sakes. I just wanted to just let it, yep. let it heal crookedly, and I'm done with it, and I'm good. I, so I, I don't think people can really fully compartmentalize what an athlete, especially a football player, especially one with the injury history of Andrew Luck, has gone through. Right. And I think, you know, it's at that stage where you went through it. Yeah. To, walk me through that. To well, the, I mean, I know you would have kept playing if you could. You didn't get... As right. beat up as Andrew Luck did, but you right. had an injury. Yeah, well, yeah. The I mean, the injury I had basically was, hey, you can't play football anymore. Right. Uh, so it wasn't my decision, as it was Andrew Luck's. But to to start the the fans booing. Look, first of all, you know if you're at preseason game number three that late, you're probably still a passionate fan going to those preseason games. Welcome back to Balaban Stadium. Rob Ebel on the producer he says, Barrett, how about forty five seconds and. Uh, 
I was mid-bite on my last sandwich there, Rob. Can we toot? Can we dial you up? Or you're not allowed to dial up. You told me that story. He's not allowed to dial up his mic. So, so let me ask you, uh, Derek, what do you think Coach Nauman was talking to the guys? Was, was there paint peeled? I mean, I, I'm sure that there was paint peeled. Uh, it, but, you know, at some point, you got to realize these guys are – for young guys, I think the best thing to do with young guys is to keep them focused and to, you know, instead of instead of peeling the paint, just point out what they're doing wrong. You know, tell them, you know, you know, make sure that you're sticking to the game plan. Make sure you're reassuring them that, that you're not too far off the schedule. It's only a 7 nothing game. Yeah, it certainly feels more than that. Yeah, it does. As Cathedral kick off, great to see uh, Coach Fickle down on the sidelines during the halftime. Talk about that in a moment as the Crusaders will take the ball to the 10-yard line. The far side across the 20 to the 23-yard line, I believe that's Andrew Diley, the five foot ten senior running that back. The Crusaders will have it first and 10. We're doing a, a faith podcast, talking about our faith. The Catholic faith, and obviously uh, Coach Fickle, very important to him. And uh, he's going to join Deacon Nathan Byerstorfer and myself. So you thought we were talking about the big Bearcats. Win. We did a little bit about that, too. But uh, great to have Coach Fickle uh, going to join us in a future podcast. Our first one's going to be launched on Tuesday. be great to uh, talk a little bit about our faith, uh, Nathan Byersdorfer, very cool that we have a deacon in-house at Archbishop Moeller High School. First down and 10 ball at the 22-yard line. Their own 22 is Malik Verdon at quarterback. will turn left-handed, and White will take it across the 25 to the 28-yard line. Nice uh, first pickup right there. Do you think he challenged these guys, maybe, Derek, to be a little more physical? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. The, the main thing is just... You know, hold on to the ball. Don't give the ball to the other team. Uh, you know, cut down on your penalty. Cut down on the mental mistakes. They're, they're, they're very close. Um, they, they've had a lot of opportunities uh, in this game so far. Got to get some offense there, Derek. 203 yards for Cathedral in that first half. 60 yards. Actually, you can check that. 55 yards in that first half. Got to get some offense. This time a handoff to White, and he's dropped in the backfield. Dropped by the nose tackle of the Indy Cathedral Irish, number 33, and the likes of Quentin Cannon, the six foot two, 200 pound senior linebacker, third and eight. Once again, the Crusaders are off schedule, you might say. Yeah, he shot that gap, and there was, I mean, he, he wasn't touched. Uh, that, that play didn't have a shot. So, third and long, not, not really our, our strong point. Listening to Moeller Football and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Derek Williams, Barrett Cohen, yours truly, and Rob Ebel running the controls here at Moeller, or excuse me, at Balaban Stadium. Malik's in trouble as he's going to scramble near, or near side, find a receiver, but throws it out of bounds. Open momentarily right there was Crosley McKeachin, a six foot, 185-pound junior wide receiver, but he throws it out of bounds, and the Crusaders will have to punt the football. Yeah, he was under a lot of duress there, and he, you know, he, he tried to throw it, but there really wasn't too much of a shot there with that guy bearing down on him. Malik Verdon, two for nine on the day for 15 yards. Two for nine, 15 yards. Running the ball, Brian White, eight carries, 22 yards. Malik Verdon, seven carries, 21 yards. TJ Rotello, two carries, three yards. That's 42 yards rushing 
for the Crusaders in this game. There's an Uh-oh. errant snap no. to the punter. And a oh. fumble on the play, and it'll be Irish football is Noah Hughes tried to pick up the errant snap. He did momentarily, but then lost it. And Cathedral will have the football first and 10 at the 15-yard line, the Moeller 15-yard line, and the Irish are dancing. Yeah, snap was low. And, and the thing about uh, that that rugby punt thing is that you're – the way that you line up, you're letting guys come free. So if you have a bad snap, then then you're pretty much done for. Um, and you know he when he wasn't able to pick up that snap, that guy had a beat on him. He's actually lucky that he still has his head on his shoulders. They actually will say that, that doesn't go down. I I think as a turnover, right? That's just a turnover on downs, or is that a turnover? There's a sack in the backfield. That's what the doctor ordered right there is number 52 for the Crusaders. Wyatt Bullock, the six foot one, 265 pound D tackle, the junior out of Cincinnati, was all over Edwards and drops him for a 10 yard loss back at the 25 yard line. It'll be second down and 20 for the Irish. Once again, defense, you know, defense makes a play. Now you got him in second and 20. You know, it'd be uh, nice to get him, keep him in third and long and. See if you can minimize the, the pain here. Edwards, twins near side, twins far side. Drops back to pass. Little uh, screen play. Pass complete to number 20. Dalen Hall, the 5'7, 150-pound senior, will get back to the line of scrimmage. And an injury, or no, they're going to, it looks like there was a Crusader banged up and wobbling off. Will the training staff come out? No, he will come off. And that's number 93. For the Crusaders, Michael Simarusti, the six foot two D tackle. And that'll be third down and 20 for the Irish. How big would this be if they could stop him? Yeah. Well, he, I mean, you got to stop him. Third and 20. Yeah. I mean, keep him from scoring. Trips on the far side, single set near side. Edwards in shotgun with a man just off to his left. Pressure again. He's going to come near side. He's looking for a receiver in the end zone, and he's going to throw it out of bounds. And a nice job by the Crusaders to put some pressure on Edwards in the backfield. Fourth down. There you go. I mean, the defense is doing their part. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Cathedral does here. I mean, so, Derek, you're, you're talking about the defense doing their part. Cathedral with only 192 yards of offense so far in this game. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've moved the ball. Uh, they've moved the ball on us a little bit, but... You know, when it comes to, I would say the red that, zone defense. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where uh, that's where we really tightened up. They're going for it here. They're in tw- fourth and twenty. Fourth and twenty ball at the twenty-five yard. This would be a huge stop. A man in motion. A penalty flag. Now, how did they not call a penalty on that? Yeah, he was going laterally. So they're going to snap the ball. He's going to get some pressure, be flushed outside. He's going to run far side. He might be able to get back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's about it. Crusaders will take over on downs. First and 10, they're going to mark it at the 19-yard line. First and 10, and a huge stop for the Crusader defense. How about that? That was good. That was good. So it looked like that that would have been a 42-yard kick, so probably a little bit out of their kicker's range. Uh, but there was nobody open on that. There was nowhere for uh, for their quarterback to go with it. So, Cathedral had the ball to start that drive. I what was it, the twenty yeah, more the uh, twenty yard line. 
20-yard line. They went backwards and were not able to put points on the board. <laughs> we say it again. Cathedral is daring Moeller to win this football game. Yes. But now they're going to have to go 80 yards this time is probably their worst field position of the game and watch them put some points on the board. Handoff right side to White, and they'll get to maybe the 22-yard line, a two-yard gain, second and eight of coming. Now, you know what? They didn't they didn't get very much on that on that play, but I, I did like what they, what they did there. They, they had a little motion there in the backfield, a little bit of misdirection. That's what they have to do here um, is, is kind of, you know, they have that, they have a safety back there, number 25, and he's what we used to call their adjuster. And that guy, as soon as he smells run, is flying up to the line of scrimmage. So if you can get him to consistently come downfield hard, the middle of the field is going to be open in the passing game. There's Malik Verdon. He thought about doing what, just what you said, but now he's in trouble. He's got to get loose. He's going to throw, throw the ball near the sideline and nearly picked off. It is, picked, is picked off. off. Picked off by the Cathedral Irish. Down inside the 10 to the 5, knocked out of bounds. It'll be first and goal for Cathedral. Yeah, that's one. That's a big mistake. That's just one that you gotta, you got to whip that one into the first row of the, the stands there. Diana Coley listening to the broadcast. Hello, Diana. The millions of people out there listening. Now, you talk about the pressure on the Molar Crusader defense. They're back on the field again. This time, the Irish have the ball at the four-yard line of Molar. And if they can come away with this thing under seven points, I may sh shake the booth here and shake their hand. Let's see. You know, Chad Murphy, the offensive coordinator for Moeller, he's got to be pulling what little hair he has out of his head. There's a little end around into the end zone, and that was easy. That's a Crusader touchdown. And this Moeller defense, is, they, they got to be tired. Yeah. yeah. And that's a touchdown for the Irish. Camden Jordan. And the scoreless streak is now at three games so far for this Moeller offense. Down 13-0 with the point after attempt pending. Yes, please. Well, uh, you know, as a coaching staff at this point, you got to you just got to find one thing. <laughs> just find one thing that, that that works a little bit for you. Um, you know, point after attempt is good. We'll talk about that when we come back. Cause that's okay. a great topic to talk about yeah. when we come back. The score with 7:30 left in the third quarter. Here for Balaban Field on a beautiful night for football. It's Cathedral Irish 14, the Bowler Crusaders zero. You're listening to Bowler Football on ESP Media, powered. By Sidearm Sports. Mr. Transportation Services, Kingsgate Logistics delivers. We find ways for businesses to move freight faster, safer, and smarter. Finally tuning supply chains with every new shipment so you can ship confidently. Since 1986, Kingsgate has been navigating logistic challenges throughout Crusader country and across North America. You can rest easy knowing that your shipment is receiving the personal attention it deserves. Kingsgate Logistics is proud to sponsor your Molar Crusaders. For more information, visit www.kingsgatelogistics.com. Back here at Palavan Stadium where the Crusaders found them, find themselves down 14 to nothing. 
You're talking off the air, and the way this offense has been going, it seems like they're it'll, it's a 35 to nothing game. Yes. What with 48 yards for this Moeller Crusader offense, and Chad Murphy's got to be frustrated. A team that has really struggled in the preseason, and it continues here tonight as number 24 Andrew Diley, the five foot ten, 170 pound senior, will take it out to the 30 yard line. But you know we talk about it, and not to beat a dead horse. This is a young football team. It's not like we were surprised. We knew this team was young. They were going to make mental errors to the tune of, now chalk it up, five turnovers in this football game. They have it here on the stat sheet, five turnovers. You're not going to win many football games with five turnovers and an offense that's mustered 48 yards. That's not the recipe for success on any level on any team. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, you know, the the penalties and the, and, and the turnovers are one thing, you know, but – Oh, boy. There's okay. a pass that was going to be completion. caught. <laughs> Malik Verdon did everything he can just to get rid of that football, and it was caught, completed. I can't see on the far side. It looks like it was number 84, Josh Caddis, the six foot three, 235-pound tight end, son of Eric Caddis, former Bengal greats. Second down in a long one upcoming for the Crusaders. I kind of grown there because that, that, was a, that was another sprint out. And he, it, it, it looked like he held on to a little bit too long and just kind of threw it up there. And Caddis came up with a great catch there. Second down and two. Ball at the 38-yard line. Handoff near side. Nope, Malik's going to take go. it on a read option himself across there the 50, he's, 45. He's, he's got some room to run across the 40. Down oh, to the no, 35, and he fumbles it. the ball. Nope, they're going to say he was all down. Right, right. Mercy. They must, they're going to have to put some stick on that thing. Down to the 36-yard line. They were almost looking down the barrel of their sixth turnover of the game. And then, but that is what I am talking about. That kid can run. Let him run. You know? The first time you've seen, I, I feel like we've seen any sort of a run get into that secondary of that defense. So now the Crusaders all of a sudden nearly put half their offensive production once again. It's been two plays that all their offense so far. They're up to 89 yards on that run. It's now first and 10 at the 30-yard line, the Irish 30-yard line with six minutes and 37 seconds to go here from Balaban Stadium. There's another handoff. This time White across the 30. He's going to make his way a hard run like the way that young man runs. Down to the 26-yard line. It'll be second down and six, and I'll tell you what, Derek, you give that boy the ball, he is going to lug that thing with some authority. Yeah, yeah, and and I, you know, I know, and only a, a junior. Yeah, he's had a he's had a couple fumbles today, so I'm sure that he's he's trying to to kind of get back get back in the groove here. But you look down the good, good. Yeah, he, you know, he's got great talent, but the thing is, if you got that kid back there and and you got Malik back there. You you got to put the defense in a position where they have to make a choice, and then that's when you're going to have success Absolutely. offensively. Well, he's going to throw oh. it. Picked off again. This one's going to go all the way to the house. Picked off oh, by number two, Mario McCullough, and he will go. I thought to the house. He'll be actually dropped. Good job by the defense to get back down to the 14-yard line. And if you're scoring at home, turnover number six for the Molar Crusaders. Interception number two for Malik. Verdon. Yeah, uh, I mean, that just took too long. And, and 
the corner was way, the corner was just sitting on the route. So nine turnovers in this football game. Yeah. You don't see that many in grade school pre preseason tournaments. No. <laughs> and once again, the defense. I know that the defense is you know they're just catching their breath a little bit on the sidelines. They, they see we're in their territory. They're feeling pretty good, and now they're back on the field. All the way down to the 15-yard line. That will be a 62-yard interception return. This time, Cathedral. Uh -oh. We're going to do a little wheel, a little pitch to the far side, get down to the 18-yard line. Saturday night, Saturday night football score. Highlands trailing Knoxville Catholic 31-28. 30. That, I'm told that's a final now. So. Knoxville Catholic, the juggernaut down there in Knoxville. Played at Corbin High School. Dropping a big win on the bluegrass, the Northern Kentucky bluegrass. Yep. That'll be a penalty. It looks like that'll be uh, on the Crusaders for jumping off sides. And it is. Encroachment against the Crusaders. That'll mark it a little bit closer down to the eight yard line, second and four. How about that band at halftime? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, they were good playing some '80s music. Oh mercy, Paul! Paul Kent has got those guys hitting on all cylinders. They had some vocals that kind of sounded like you a little bit, Derek. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Shotgun. Edwards handing it off. Nope, he's going to take it himself on the read option inside the five, down to the two-yard line. That'll be good enough for a first down, first and goal for the Irish and. These Crusaders look tired. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they they've been on the field quite a bit. And, you know, it's not just it's not just physically they're worn down; it's mentally too. You know, you, you go out there and you're you're going after it, you're giving it your all, and you're just not getting any help. Fourteen to nothing. First and goal for the Irish, Edwards in shotgun. We have one single set near side, man in motion on the far side. There's a pitch on a reverse, untouched into the end zone. Touchdown, Irish. That's what they, uh, that's what they ran for their last touchdown. It was the same thing to Cannon Jordan. It's a little, uh, little jet motion, and then the uh, quarterback just gets it and almost just kind of you know, slapped the ball to him, you know, after getting the – after getting a snap. Point after attempt will make it 21 to nothing if it's good. With four minutes and 13 seconds left, three yard pass complete to Camden Jordan on the touchdown. Four minute and 13 second mark. The point after attempt is good. And your score here from Balaban Stadium, it's all Cathedral. 21 nothing over the Bowler Crusaders with 4.13 left in the third quarter. You're listening to Bowler Football on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio.
Back here at Balaban Stadium, Derek, have you seen the Cathedral football team doing somersaults coming off the sideline? Nah, if I was up 21 nothing, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow. Uh, mercy. They were doing that when it was tied, though. Yeah, no, that's I've true. I've never that's seen true. that before. They're consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Cathedral kick it off to Diley. He'll take it at the six-yard line, run it out to the 10, 15, 20, try to cut it upfield. He's got a little bit of room out to the 27-yard line. And it'll be first down and 10 for the Muller Crusaders. I'd like to say, what do they do now? But it, I, I would have thought that if they had something to do now, they would have done it earlier. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and, and, you know, I hate I hate to say, you know, that you give up at this point, but what, what you want to do is, is a focus, you know, as a coach really can't – it literally has to be let's just find something positive. You know, let's do something positive. Let's, you know, let's work on one specific thing. And, you know, I would think that that would be in the run game, you know, that, that you focus on. Um and, and just, hey, let's get a first down. Let's get another first down and, and not think about the scoreboard. Hand off to White. He's going to be consumed in the backfield. Initial hit by number 25 of Cathedral Shiloh Means, a six-foot D-back playing up front. Tell you what, give credit to Cathedral. They're playing some aggressive defense right now, pinning their uh, – and, and that's the thing is that, that – and that's where really, like, you know, running some kind of, uh, you know, read or something like that where there's an RPO or, um, you know, where there's there's a two-way go, that's that's the kind of thing that's working because right now they're pinning their ears back. You know, they, they know as soon as those offensive linemen step to the right, they are flying downfield and, 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 and really uh, the running back doesn't even have a chance. Malik in shotgun, play action fake, looking downfield as a receiver that will nearly be picked off again. Nice job breaking it up by number two, Mario McCullough, the 5'8 junior out of Indianapolis. Yeah, if his own guy doesn't hit him, that's another interception. Doesn't get easier after tonight. In fact, you can make an argument it gets a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crusaders will head down 71 on the road to play Louisville Trinity. Yeah, Trinity's never been an easy place to play, you know. They uh they're, they're always pretty good and you know, they, they they get a little bit of home cooking down there every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so PC. I love yeah, it. You know, I I love the officials, man, down there. Third and 10 and a little they call it a little crackback or a little play there and another fumble. And a little jailbreak screen, that's right. And it's another, looks like another turnover, and it'll be Cathedral football. Another turnover for the Muller Crusaders. If you're scoring at home or home alone, that's number seven. Not making that up. That's seven turnovers for the Muller Crusaders. You can play perfect football minus the turnovers and turn it over seven times, you're still going to lose. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's one of those things that, it's hard to believe that. That has to, one thing. It was Steve Albrecht. That has got to be a record for yeah for turnovers in a football game. That's not the kind of record you're looking for. Yeah, there's three minutes left in the third quarter too. So it's 
So first down and 10 for the Irish. Ball at the 30-yard line. Handoff up the middle. And doesn't get touched until he gets into the backfield of the Molder Crusaders is number 20. That's Dalen Hall, the five foot seven junior. Actually, I think they, they got a new running back in there. That's number 30. Jake Langdon. Yeah, I'm looking at here just to confirm. Seven turnovers for Moeller. First down and 10 for the Irish. Ball at the 20-yard line. Still in the game is Orion Edwards. He's going to pitch near side on a little reverse play. End around. Down to the 18. He'll get two. Yeah, it's the same, uh, same play they ran for the touchdown. The last two touchdowns. Uh, the question, let me ask you this. What are the Crusader fans thinking? Well, you know, it's always uh, the first game is always a, a, one of the funnest games because you got, you know, so much hope for the new season and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, obviously this is, uh, you know, this is not what you were expecting, you know, but. Second down and seven. I'll tell you what, seven turnovers, it's un it's kind of unbelievable. They're only down. Oh, picked off. Only down 21. Picked off by the Crusaders. He'll go into the end zone. Turn around, young man. Let's get your number and tell your grandparents listening on the radio. That's number five, T.J. Rotello. The five foot ten junior picks it off in the end zone. It'll be Muller football. Heck of a play. Seven turnovers, and they're only, I'm being serious when I say this. Seven turnovers, and they're only down 21 to nothing. Yeah, I, I mean. Cathedral has done as much as they could to try and give this game away. I mean, they're trying really hard. I mean, Cathedral's had four turnovers. Yeah, yeah. That's got it. I wonder what the record. I see how far to the cockles of the OHSAA record Steve can go. Most turnovers in a single game. OHSA records. We got to be getting close. It's. I can't imagine that it's too much higher than what we're at right now. If he can lay down that kind of a stat, he will be the SID of the year. <laughs> or at least of tonight, as Rob says in our ear. So first down and 10 for the Crusaders. And shotgun is Malik. Is that Vernon? Yep, Malik's still in the game. and He's he going to be tackled. Nope. It looked okay. like he fumbled oh, again. He fumbled. It looked like it. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Maybe it was just a. He goes down at about the 23-yard line, and he's still on the ground and slow to get up. And here comes the training staff. And I think it would be a good time, if we could, for us to take a break in the action. You're listening to Molder Football on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the Tri-State area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services.
Back at Balaban Stadium is Malik Verdon is escorted off the field, and we are going to have a substitution for him coming into the ballgame. And it'll be senior Drew Altamuli, the six foot two, two hundred fifteen pound quarterback. Getting his first snaps of this two thousand and nineteen football season. If we're pronouncing that wrong, let us know. It'll be second down and eight. Maybe he can get some things working here. As he's gonna be scrambling for his life, get back to the line of scrimmage, and then pulled back as another crusader goes down and slow to get up. Uh, number 74 slow to get up Landon Fickle he's on his feet be a loss of one on the play third down and nine upcoming for the Crusaders what do they call here coach <laughs> uh, I, to be honest with you I don't know I don't know that anybody could answer that question right now I mean this is <laughs> this is uh, you know you're down 21 you're down 21 you're deep in your territory. It's third and long. I don't know uh, much else that can go wrong for you except for that. <laughs> and he'll be sacked in the backfield. Loss of four on the play. And that'll bring up a fourth down and boatload for the Crusaders. All right. Well, defense back on the field again. You know, they like I said they 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 played they played well all game. So a tough game. I mean, it's like, this is where I've said before that a football coach is more than a coach. He almost becomes a psychologist. Yes, absolutely. And this this certainly is the third quarter comes to an end. This is where Todd Nauman is going to make his money because that whole coaching staff. Listen, these are high school kids, and you got to get into the psyche of these young men and explain to them that it's one game. Now, granted, there's a lot of holes they got to patch, but it's one football game. And so they're going to have to come out and uh, and, and come out re, uh, rejuvenated next Friday. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to Molar Football on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Back here at Balban Stadium, the Crusaders trailing 21 to nothing, but have a quarter to do some damage here as uh, Thibodeau will be back. Not Thibodeau, be Noah Hughes back to punt the ball. The Irish should get good field position with number two, Mario McCall, the 5'8", 165-pound defensive back, and a kick that will make it out to the 33-yard line, and the Irish have good field position inside Moeller territory. First and ten. Teffer's uh, limping off. Yeah, that's not good if you lose a guy like Joe Teffer. No. He's one of the uh, one of the leaders on that defense, and he's gimping off on into the waning waiting hands of Beacon Orthopedics trainer, athletic trainers. 
guys are busy the second half. He goes to that sideline. Looks like he got shot over there. He went right to the ground. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's cramping up. I think that was a problem with uh, Malik as well. I hope so. First and ten. Still very surprised that Orion Edwards is still the quarterback in this ball game. They're going to hand it off to the their bell cow number 20, Dylan Hall, the five foot seven running back, the senior who well, I mean, go out at about, what does that look like, Derek? 34-yard uh, line, maybe second yeah, and seven. Something like that. Yeah, but you know what? They they got to keep him in there because, I mean, as, as much as they seem to have dominated this game, if, if they have a Turnover, pick six, something like that. It's a 21-7 game. It's so. That's what I was saying earlier. As bad as this game feels, they're only down three scores, yeah. and that sounds like you know, we're trying to be funny, but I mean, it, it feels a lot worse. Yes, it does. And this time he's going to be wrapped up. He being Dalen Hall will be wrapped up in the backfield. He'll lose three on the play. Third down and ten. The Cathedral Irish with 220. Four yards. I'll make that with that last play. 227. 216 by the way of airmail. The Molar Crusaders, 93 yards, 26 in the air, 67 on the ground. Big difference has been that turnover. Seven for Molar and four for Cathedral. If you would have told me tonight that the Molar Crusaders would force four Cathedral turnovers, I'd take this win and take it to the bank. Mm -hmm. There's a pass to the far side. It looks like a screen play that was blown up. It's a heck of a play by Carrington Now I haven't heard his name much tonight, though. Valentine blew that one up. He had the, he blew the first play of the game up. Rotello also in on that tackle. It'll be fourth down and 10, and we'll see what the Irish do here. Ball at the 37-yard line. Mary Fisher, she listening to the broadcast. Mary Fisher listening in Asheville, was listening in Asheville, North Carolina, her second home at the Biltmore. <laughs> Tony Pike checking in. He must be really bored tonight, Tony. Saw him just the other day at iHeart Studios talking about how he thinks the Bearcats have a chance to beat the Buckeyes. Penalty flag. That'll be a delay of game against Cathedral. That'll move the ball back. Delay of game, five-yard penalty. What's interesting to me, I look at this time of possession. Derek, and you look at time of possession, you got 18 minutes for Cathedral, 17 minutes for Moeller. It does not feel like Moeller's had the football 17 minutes of this football game. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But, I mean, they've been – you know, playing hot potato with the football all game, so you know, I guess I guess that's about right. But it, it doesn't seem like it seems like Cathedral's had the ball pretty much all game. We talked about the seven turnovers. Five of those were fumbles, and they've lost all five of them. So five for five, as that punt will be fair caught by is that Diley down there at the twelve yard line. That's number five for the Molar Crusaders and the likes of T.J. Rotello. And the Crusaders will get the ball back first down and 10, deep in their own territory at the 12-yard line. 9.29 to go. It's all Irish, 21 to nothing over the Molar Crusaders. It'll be interesting to see who comes in at quarterback here. I'm not sure if, uh, you know, what kind of injury that was to Malik. I thought it was a cramp, but I'm not sure. 
Derek, you won't be joining us. Maybe we get Tony to join us next uh, Friday. Rob's looking, uh, he's working on that now. He's with Gamble at a uh, tailgate showdown. That's bigger than Texas. He's too big time for us. (laughs) First down and 10 ball at the 13-yard line. They're going to hand it off this time. It'll be White. He's in trouble. He's going to be pushed all the way back to the 9-yard line. Good pursuit up front by the Irish. Initial hit out of bounds made by... Number 25 for the Irish Shiloh Means, a six-foot, 195-pound senior, and he basically just ran that play out the sidelines. Like I said before, like Shiloh Means is their adjuster, so he's that high safety. And as soon as he sees, as soon as he sees that motion where Malik, you know, turn, uh, turns around to, to hand um, Brandon the, or I'm sorry, that's Brian the ball. He's coming downhill 100 miles an hour, so I, I imagine he's probably leading the team in tackles tonight. There's Uh-oh. a pass down deep and picked yeah. off again. This one's going to go back to the house. That's a pick six for Cathedral and turnover number eight. And the quarterback, that's not Malik. Is that Malik yeah. in there again? That's Malik. Yeah, Malik with an uh, interception. He was hit hard in the end zone, was able to get up. And that's a pick six. I didn't see his number, but that's another touchdown for the Cathedral Irish. Yeah, ill-advised throw. I mean, you're trying to make something happen, and, you know, he's getting hit while he throws the ball. You know, and there's, you know, at this point, it's hard to really figure out. D. Wills, you're getting some love on Twitter. How can you give him some (laughs) shout-out? Ross Altorek, one of of Moeller's great quarterbacks. Uh, giving us a shout-out. Good to hear from Ross. I haven't seen him in a while. You need Stop being a stranger, man. Come up to Moeller sometime. I'd like to see you. Point after attempt is good. We'll keep it right here and give some shout-outs, Rob, if we could. You even got one from Ross. He said, Coach Evil's ad's voice is on point. <laughs> Rob says, thank you very much. John Williams listening to the broadcast as well. How about this? Paula Merritt. Merritt family listening in South Carolina. South Carolina. You guys got to be careful. That hurricane might be coming up your way. Paula, take caution. Board up the windows. I'll come down to help. They're listening in South Carolina on their way home from watching Eastern Michigan beat Coastal Carolina. Go Big Mo. Rob's showing, Rob showing me the, uh, the cone, the wind cone, and it's got one of my favorite vacation places, Hilton, Hilton Head Island in the crosshairs, and they got – destroyed a couple years ago by uh, right there in Harbortown. That pier that I grew up on was destroyed. That thing's heading that way now. How about Isaiah Grog? Listening to the broadcast mentioned earlier, listening from the University of Louisville, says, let's go Big Mo. There's there's the dive roll there again. They've been doing that dive roll. I don't understand what they're doing with that. Yeah. What's Marty always say, Derek? How we looking? Not good tonight. Not good. Not good. Twenty-eight to nothing. And the you know, and the real danger about this is, listen, you got a new coaching staff, you got young players, and you got an absolutely apocalyptic schedule. Um, 
So, you know, it's like you said, you know, the biggest thing that is. Crusaders will take it back to the 28-yard line, penalty play. Go ahead. The biggest thing for, for Coach Nauman is, is, is going to be psychologically for these guys. Um, because you're getting ready for a Trinity team. They, they beat Trinity last year. But they were really, they were really um, injured and all that kind of stuff. You got them down in Kentucky. Uh, they, they, they're two and zero. They just whooped Carm, uh, Carmel last night. Listen, there's a lot of uh, people that looked at this schedule and said, "Man, it'd be incumbent upon this Moeller team with that schedule to really get that first win against Cathedral." Yes. And so this uh, does not bode well to start the season off. But as I said a million times, people have to understand that this is a young football team. We knew that going in. They were not favored to win the GCL South. Uh, they Obviously, GCL South uh, defending champs, but this is a team that people knew coming in. They were young, and we knew they were going to struggle, um, maybe not to the tune of eight turnovers, but we, this is a team that's going to make mistakes. They're going to struggle, and I think it's really important for the Moeller Nation to understand that this team is going to be fine in the years to come, and maybe the rest of this year. It's just one football game. But you're right. The schedule does not bode well from here on out. Third, yeah. uh, it'll be second down on that run, second down and seven. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's it's going to be tough. And, and But, you know, you also have to understand and you're, the one thing they're going to have to communicate to these guys uh, in, in practice this week is that nobody nobody feels sorry for them that they're young. No. <laughs> you know. It's uh, a great Trinity, life lesson for these young Yes, guys. Trinity, Wenton Woods, I mean – and then you get into the GCL and the Cleveland teams. Uh, you know they're not they're not going to take it easy on you because you're young. So you're going to have to grow up quick. I hate to sound like a losing statement, but this is the kind of team you know that you really take your lumps, and this really can you know build your uh, your tenacity moving forward in years to come. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? I'm not writing this year off. I'm just saying this is. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a challenging year. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Malik back in the game. He's going to hand it off this time to number 27. That's, That's Gabe Goins, the 5'9", 170-pound sophomore. Good to see you get some young guys in here, get some action. Yeah, I heard lots of good things about Gabe. Gabe's a, uh, one of my students. Really good kid. Good to see him get some uh, get some time here. Third down and six, seven minutes and 13 seconds left. 28 to nothing, and somebody called a timeout. Timeout, Crusaders. Muller calls a timeout. Okay. Well, we'll take a break as well. You're listening to Muller Football on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 15 years, Chase Construction has worked closely with property management companies and housing authorities in providing apartment maintenance and inspection services. Chase Construction specializes in completing apartment work orders. If you do not have enough staff to complete the tough maintenance items such as painting, drywall, concrete, plumbing, and electrical work, please call 1986 Moeller alum Alan Shaw Sr. at Chase Construction. For more information, please visit them on the web at www.thechaseguys.com.
Back here at Balaban Stadium. Crusaders trail 28 to nothing, but have the ball third down and six on the 22-yard line. Crusaders with 65 yards offense, and it'll be minus two off that as Malik Verdon gets Malik dropped in the backfield. James Scruggs brings up a fourth down, fourth and ten for the Crusaders. At fourth the down and ten for Moeller. Kicking for the Crusaders, number 14, Noah Hughes. Six minutes and 47 seconds left in this football game. Noah Hughes will be back to punt again. Gonna have to ice his leg tonight, man. <laughs> All right. Uh oh. Fake punt? Nope. <laughs> Tell you what. He uh, got was, some moves back he there. He was. He almost had that. He was going to have that punt blocked. He took a step to the left and was able to boot it away and boots a, a nice one. Yeah, All the way across the 35, inside the 30, down to the 28 yard line. Great job. You were looking for a bright spot. There you go. There you go. There you go. Nice punt by Noah Hughes at 11 in Ohio. And I tell you what, what you're seeing from Cathedral is, is what you're, you know, when I said nobody's going to feel sorry for you. I mean, they went after that punt. I mean, that guy had the, he had that punt dead to rights. They're up 28 nothing. They're trying to block the punt. And that's what you're going to get from these teams. I mean, it, you know, part of the whole thing of being Moeller High School is that, you know, people want to put that pelt up on their wall, so. 53-yard punt for Noah Hughes. He's got five punts for, he's got more punt yards than offense. 166 yards of punting for Noah Hughes, having a career game for the Crusaders, but it's not a good thing. They got a new quarterback in there. Took it, finally took out Edwards. Edwards will be out of the game, and it looks as if it might be at Justin Seed. 16. 16. He's not on the roster. Isn't that always the way it works? Call him Derek Williams. <laughs> Derek Williams in shotgun. Second down and six. D. Wills. Twins on the far side. Play action, a little read option. He's going to take it himself. I said play action. It was a read option across the 40 to the 44. That'll be good enough for a Irish first down. Derek Williams. First down for the Irish. Speaking of moves, you want to talk about your uh, your unbelievable skill set in the bowling alley. We went as a staff. <laughs> <laughs> After a, uh, a professional development day, and what's that place called? Hoppin' Vines. Hoppin' Vines. I'll tell you what, albeit a short runway, you were throwing, you were dealing. Yeah, I tried to. I tried to. It was unbelievable. Was a little inconsistent, but I did get a strike there. I mean, your arms, you, you stand your arms, you're halfway down the alley. <laughs> There's a handoff hit immediately by Rotello. Get across the 45 is the Irish running back. Is that that in there now. He's got some new guys are starting to rotate in there. That'll be number seven. 17. 17. Bryce Llewellyn. Llewellyn, a 5'10", 185-pound sophomore. We'll get it across the 45 to the 46. It'll be second down and seven for the Irish. 4.31 to go in this game. 
Second and seven on the 46-yard line. Irish up 28 to nothing. We're just tuning in. The Crusaders with eight turnovers tonight. The Irish with four, but 239 yards offense for Cathedral. The Crusaders with 65. Oof. 65 yards of offense. Not going to get it done, especially with this schedule. Read option there. This time, quarterback will take it himself, and they tried to strip it. Llewellyn will keep it himself and get back maybe to the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down and seven upcoming. Clock still ticking. Three minutes and 54 seconds left to go in this ball game. Third down and eight for the Irish. Three minutes and 40 seconds to go. They're from Balaban Stadium on a beautiful night for high school football. Saturday night football here in the Queen City. In shotgun, third down and eight. Twins on the far side, single set near side. Crusaders with a possibility to stop them and get the ball back here. The snap, little read option. Again up the middle, spins it outside to the 50, cross midfield, 45, down to the 44. And that will be good enough for a first down as Bryce Llewellyn, the 5'10", 185-pound junior, gets the first down for the Irish. Right now, I mean, these guys are just, I mean, the defense is just kind of dead right now. I mean, they, they've been on the field, you know, all night. Uh, they gave it their all, but it's just, uh, these guys are these guys are just kind of whooped right now. All right, how about this? I got my boy, Steve Albrink, says we've a, we broke a record, not one you want to break. The last time the record up until tonight was six turnovers versus Finley on September 17th, 2005. That's one streak is quarterback will take it across the 30 down to the 21-yard line is number 17, Bryce Llewellyn. And that's another Irish first down. But the old record, six uh, turnovers versus Finley on September 17, 2005. So tonight we'll go down in the record books. I was actually on the, on the field. You were on the field for yeah, that one? That was, yeah. Was coaching. You were in the box for this coaching. One. You're bad mojo, yeah, D. I Wills. I know. And then how about the scoring streak? 119. What is that, Steve? 119 regular season points. Last That was the record back October 27, 2006. 11 straight openers. The winning streak will be snapped tonight as well. These D-Wills are not the records we look to break tonight. No, not at all. Not at all. I also went two quarters without having a single drink of Diet Coke. That'll also be a record on my broadcast. That's what's causing all the problems, Rob says in my ear. How about Steve Albrink dropping that down? Now, I want to find out the record for most turnovers in a game, OHSA. If he can drop that stat on me, I'm going to take him out to dinner tonight. Might be White Castle. I was going to say, where? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Second down to nine. Cathedral still dancing here with a minute 17 left and up 28 to nothing. Again, that read option, this time near side, will string it out to the 24-yard line. The last two shutouts in the regular season. Well, excuse me, the last time they were shut out in a regular season 
was on October 27th, 2000. 2006. One thing's for sure. He's got his stats down, but his handwriting is terrible. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Last time they were shut out in the regular season was October 27th, 2006. Six. Versus St. Xavier. Was that here? 21 to nothing at Nippert Stadium. How about that? Yep, I was there. You were there for that one? <laughs> I'm starting to see a theme here. Hand off up the middle down to the 24-yard line goes Llewellyn with a minute left. Good thing we do not have Coach Nowman on the postgame show for this one. Or do we? We Mercy, thank you. That's that, and maybe later. It'll take a while to get over this one. 44 yeah, seconds left. This one's going to sting, and, the, you know, like I said, the, the 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 really bad part about it is when you wake up in the morning and you got to watch Trinity for him. Oh. oh. 29 seconds left. There's a – they're still passing the ball. How about this? Number 16, who we don't have on the roster, will throw it away. How about that? You just said it, man. They're not going to – this is Moeller High School. They're going to try to go for the jugular. Yeah, yeah I mean, if somebody – They want people waking up tomorrow morning, and they'd love to put a 35 spot on the Moeller Crusaders. Absolutely. And the same thing is going to be with Trinity and just rem- Woods and all those You know, teams. I always say that. Remember that. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep, you file it away. Remember it when uh, when you get a chance to face these guys again. So 14 seconds left in this game. We'll have a short post-game show. We'll maybe take a break and then come back and do a uh, quick stats real quick or just going to sign it off. We're going to sign it off, I'm told. Rob's got a date tonight. Where are you heading, Rob? going to splice some film at the ESPN Control Tower. Kenwood on Montgomery Road. Hand off to... There were 25 for the Moeller Crusaders and the likes of Daniel Dunlop, the 5'10", 170-pound junior running back. That'll be good enough for a Moeller first down with seven seconds left. And mercifully, this game will come to an end. The final score, Indianapolis Cathedral head back 74, some happy campers. They dropped the Moeller Crusaders tonight on opening night of the 2019 football season, 28 to nothing. We want to thank everybody for listening to the broadcast tonight. Uh, it was my first time, if I can be a little personal here, my first time uh, donning the Moeller football gear tonight in the broadcast booth. I've been waiting a long time. You can make an argument 30-some years for the opportunity to have the honor to be a small part of this Moeller tradition here, and albeit in a very lopsided loss, D. Wills, very honored to be here. I'm excited about the future, excited about what we're going to bring to to Moeller High School and the fans here, and there's a lot of great things happening at Moeller High School. And D. Wills, thank you for uh, bringing me on the broadcast with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. For D. Wills, the entire broadcast team, executive producer Rob Ebel, and the cast of thousands that are listening tonight and the thousands that will listen all year long. I'm Barry Cohen saying so long, everybody, and let's go Big Moe.